Hey everyone, we are back with another episode on time. I'm, <laughs> I'm impressed with us. Uh, we yeah. are we're short a man this week though. Man down. He, he uh, beat me in the Twitter poll for the debate, so I told him never to show his face in these parts again. <laughs> and we're short Bill this week. Uh, it's just uh, Chris and I, Kelsey. <laughs> Perma band, uh, yeah, that's what. And it was close though, right? I will say, you technically won the RF generation poll. So, <laughs> so when you combine the two, is it like fifty fifty? It's probably told? about fifty fifty, which I kind of expected. It's, you know, I'd be curious if I could talk to the people that voted. I wonder how many people voted their heart versus the argument. But sure, no, sure. I, I, it was good. Um, Sean from the playcast gave a nice little description of his vote and i was really surprised that he sided with me because i would have assumed he would have went the other way before uh, just from speaking with him in the past so that was really nice even though i lost the twitter poll i th- i think that's it I, th- I think you know if you ask sean what his personal opinion was i think he would have been one way but that's it's good because i i wanted people to be able to do that and just really say who who do i think had a strong argument i think you both had great arguments i think you both did a great job it was really fun we got a little bit of uh good feedback on it so i hope we can do it again in the future and and tighten it up a bit and have some more fun with it yeah yeah maybe we'll uh see how these go and who knows we could always solicit if people have some exciting things that would be be okay for the show (laughs) (laughs) sure sure let's get weird with it next time (laughs) i don't know don't say that too much we we do have some pretty interesting listeners it's true. It's true. <laughs> so what are you up to lately? What have you been playing? So um, like I've mentioned in the last few shows, you know, we've got the playthrough groups that are doing things on the site. So um, I just finished Earthbound. I thought, and I think I talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago because I started early. It's technically the July game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought, you know, I'm not going to get through this real fast. I didn't really have the time. Um and I thought even I wasn't going to get it done in July, but I ended up getting like three a, weeks to spare. I know I, I ended up getting um, some time where I could, you know, everybody else was doing some other stuff and I could just sit down and really play and not really worry about ignoring my family because they wanted to do some other things. So I just had some good time to just sink into it. So I got it done. And so uh, that's the July game for the RF Gen Playcast. Uh, even by the time you listen to that, it's not, listen to this show, it's not going to be too late if you want to jump in on that one. Yeah. How, how many hours do you think you put into it? Uh, I'm going to guess maybe like 25, 30. Because, I mean, I did do a lot of grinding and I went for some of the special weapons and stuff. Um, yeah, that's that's a, a good good length for that era of game. Yeah, yeah, it's not a Final Fantasy VI or anything, but um, it's still, it's not chump change. But, you know, like, grinding for the special weapons stuff, I just, you know, I put Twitch on, so I really wasn't paying much attention. Right. Um, I don't think I asked you, were you, you playing on original hardware, or were you playing, of, like, um, of course. The, the Switch? Oh, perfect. Come on, man. Who do you think I am? I, I figured, but I wanted <laughs> to clarify for anyone who doesn't know you. Uh, I love original hardware and I like original games. Uh, you know, sometimes you gotta do with some flashcards, but I would still, you know, even if it was like something like that, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'll just play it on the original hardware. I'm good. Sure. Um, other than that, um, uh, the shooter of the month for July is Ewan Squadron. And, uh, so awesome I'm playing game. that one. God, man, that game just still spanks me so hard. <laughs> Are you playing with Greg? You need Greg to help I am you out using there, Greg, though. and I just yeah. still get 
pump. I, I can, you know, of course, it's weird that like the first level in that game is like, oh, welcome to you in Squadron. This is kind of how the game goes. I hope you enjoy it. And then every level after that is like, you suck. <laughs> so you just have to have the right loadout. You got to you buy those ships, learn which ones you need for what levels. It's just a one of trial those, and error. It's one of those shooters that's pure memorization. And that's not yeah. my favorite kind of shooter. I like ones where it's more of... There's other kinds of shooters? Yeah, there's some that, you know, you can get by on your reflexes and your reactions. And and these are the kind of ones that are like, if you're not in the right space at the right time, you're going to get this or that that happens to you. And it's like, uh, I don't really have time to do that. I, I never felt that about this one. The, the, the memorization part that I always felt was like, you have to know if this level is going to need a lot of special weapons that focus downward toward the ground or toward yeah. the... Uh, the air um and then so you kind of had to play it once and die and learn which loadout you needed and then switch your special weapons appropriately it's true but early on in the game you can't buy the better planes so you really also have to learn what's the levels i can survive through early on so i can get the cash to actually get what i need to do the other levels that's true Uh, and since it lets you pick any of them well that's a lot of work to figure that out i really like the soundtrack in that game too there's some real good tracks there yeah, yeah, the music is good, the graphics are good. I mean, as a really early Super Nintendo release, it's Top extremely notch, yeah. solid. Um, I just kind of suck at it. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just, you know, I'm my, tr- trash at it. My neighbors had it growing up, so I, I played that throughout my life. I've, I've beaten it a few times, but I've only ever beaten it with Greg. I need to, like, sit down and, and get a little bit better so I can beat it with one of the other pilots who doesn't give you those extra hits. Yeah, well, um, from what I've read, though, he doesn't really give you extra hits. He just recovers faster. Um, so that, yeah, you don't get technically more life. It's just easier to not because it has that weird system. For those that you haven't played, you in Squadron, you get hit and you have like this time frame where if you get hit again, you just die. And and if you recover past that, then you have an actual life meter that yeah. that you handle. So. Uh, yeah, some of the other pilots can do other, you know, they power up more quickly or something, but um, they have this longer gap before they're, uh, they go back to that ready state. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, I'm not nowhere near that good. <laughs> but you should jump in then. It sounds like you're a pro. You should jump in and post some scores. I said I would, and I haven't yet. Um, I'm just, you know, trying to f- keep focused on NES and I, and, I really do want to play you in Squadron. I like it, but I also want to keep going on my NES, so I'm a little torn. I okay. might uh, just pop it in for like one day and, and not really compete, but just, you know, dust off the game a little bit and uh, see what I can do in one run. Yeah, just have a little fun with it. I mean, I'll be honest for these things. I, I'm i not going to be sitting in hardcore battling through this thing over the month. I just usually am like, oh, okay, I'll play a few times. I'll watch some, I'll watch Josh Dream or something and have fun with it. I just have that weird compulsion when i put a game in like i gotta see the game to the end and it kind of drives me out if i'm gonna play and like die halfway through i'm like oh well i should try again i can get a little farther and and i'm afraid i will fall into that trap and spend more time on it than i intend to i very rarely can beat a shooter so i don't have that compulsion at all (laughs) it's very few that i feel like i mean like i feel like i could beat zanuck if i put a little more time into it um and there's a few others that i'm already pretty familiar with uh, I but, think Xanax's yeah. harder than you on Squadron by a significant amount. I've, I've played a lot of Xanax, though. Okay. So, you yeah, know, that's all that it is. Um, but um, other than that, um, I, I've 
just yesterday, finally, I, I think I talked about it on the show before, but I'd been hemming and hawing about a Neo Geo AES, and so I finally, I finally bit the bullet and I bought an AES. And that uh, is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, it freaked me out. I mean, what honestly sh- shocked me is I think I ordered it like Tuesday or something from Japan. It shows up at my house on Friday. Like, that just That's, bends my mind. Bill's Lego <laughs> takes twice that long you show up in country. <laughs> yeah, I just, I had to, it's like, and I mean, the shipping wasn't cheap, but I didn't feel like it was crazy expensive. I, you know, I've, I've paid shipping from Japan before, yeah. um, but it wasn't like, uh, I didn't pay just truckloads of money to get it that fast. Uh, so I was very like, wow. Um, so I got the, the Neo Geo and then I got uh, World Heroes 2 with it so that's currently the only game i have so as you can imagine i've been playing a little bit of world heroes too that's a fun game that's it's a, a fun choice. game yeah i got that one because it's pretty inexpensive and i like i've always liked world heroes yeah so um i've been playing that and oh my it just it's also cleaning my clock <laughs> <laughs> yeah those old fighters uh yeah brocken i remember being a pain in the butt the, like inspector gadget uh, yes uh, bison crossover guy yes um so i've been trying i need to get a moves list honestly to get any better at it because i can only you know i just know like the moves from the ryu and ken ninjas basically uh although i remember rasputin was my guy yeah i was playing some muscle power and i was doing pretty well with muscle power so yeah i kind of i kind of like those i always in most fighting games like pick the big hulky guy but in world heroes uh definitely did not go that route i liked uh, like rasputin and mudman and brocken were, were kind of my guys there Mud, i did play some mudman and i was doing fairly decent with him as well but again i just i don't know very many moves if it's not like standard street fighter moves i'm which i'm just guessing at for those characters right. i don't know how to do any of them so i need to learn um but I only have the one controller, so I can only play one player right now, and I'm going to have to rectify that at some point in time. But uh, yeah, um, I'm excited to get that. I'm not going to go crazy on AES cards simply because I have uh, a house and a family, and <laughs> I only have one job, and you know I'm not rich. But um, I'm going. I've already ordered a couple other cheap games from Japan. There's a seller that I know um, that I keep kept tabs on, and he had to vary inexpensive aes games for sale so i've ordered those but they're on the slow boat they won't be here for probably a couple months gotcha. um, but What'd you order uh, i ordered um fatal fury special and okay. um on it i've totally forgotten right this second it's another, another fighter, fighter? oh like, uh, samurai, samurai showdown 2 samurai showdown 2 okay so two really good, solid fighting yeah. games that I'll be able to have some fun with while I work out another controller situation. And uh, then I'm probably going to just start saving up for uh, the SD card um, just right. so I can do a flash card. Because like I said, I, there's just, I can't afford a lot of the games I want to play. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Well, every, every system's becoming rough to collect for these days. But yeah, AES has always been ahead of the curve in that market. It's a special kind of expensive, yeah. Although we're going to get to some news <laughs> in just a second, which I always kind of has blown me away. But um, yeah, so that's it. I'm, I'm, you know, to me, uh, AES was always a system I could see in a magazine, but was like not 
real. I mean, I, yeah. I I'd literally never saw one anywhere for sale. I never knew of a human being that had one. Um, I hear that some places rented them back in the day. I've never seen one for rent. I mean, literally this one coming to my house is the first time I've ever like handled an AES. Yeah, that was the same for me before I got it. I'd only seen it in, I think, GamePro. Like, I don't even think I saw it in other magazines either. Um, it just seemed, like you said, like it didn't exist. I didn't know any friends with them. I didn't know anyone who'd played one anywhere. Yeah, just, and we yeah. would go to the arcade and play Neo Geo games quite a bit. I mean, um, you know, after the Street Fighter Two thing had, um, you know, if you'd played it to death, you were like, oh, man, you know, we with your friends, you still wanted to play fighting games, but you wanted to try something new. So a lot of the AES, I'm sorry, the MVS games, um, we ended up playing quite a bit, especially like the Samurai Showdowns, World Heroes. I remember playing yeah. a lot of those with friends. I would really like to play fighters history as well we used to play fighters history quite a bit but i haven't looked up okay. prices on that one if i could get that one cheap enough i'd i think that one's it. not bad okay a lot of the fighters aren't bad except for like the really late samurai showdown and the really late uh king of fighters and i think mark of wolves that one and kazuna encounter those are well those ones are all nuts every other fighter i think is pretty reasonable as far as aes goes okay well i might keep an eye out maybe for a uh, fighters history um, but those were, some, you know, those were some of the early ones. I mean, we played like some Samurai Showdown too, but most of the time when we were playing it, it was very early, um, yeah. MVS stuff. Um, so, you know, we, I think like we played some of the first King of Fighters, but uh, we never got that far past all of that. The, the first one was rough. They, they got a yeah. lot better right away. I would imagine. Like we, 95 onwards, uh, pretty solid. I think we enjoyed, usually we would, the one we would play most was usually, um, uh, Samurai Showdown. Um, yeah, that was fun. the one that got the most time. But I do, like I said, I do remember playing. We also played some Art of Fighting, but I just never quite felt that Art of Fighting was as good as. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but I saw that Art of Fighting is pretty cheap, so maybe, maybe you know, I could pick some of those up. Yeah. But yeah, that's been uh, my wallet emptying. But I, like I've said before, I've been selling my old Transformer toys from childhood like crazy. I'm shocked at how fast <laughs> they sell. I mean, some of them literally, I will post it for sale. Within an hour, it's gone. Nice. And um, I don't feel like I'm pricing them really low. I'm, you know, I'm putting it in there pretty like everybody else. Uh, so that's funded my Neo Geo stuff. Um, and we'll Every time do you turn it on, do you think Optimus Prime? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people like those. I, you know, I enjoyed Transformers when I was young, but I mean, I don't really have. Uh, I don't. It, it's not like games to me. I don't look back and like, man, I love these. These great. These are great. I want to have them around. I, you know, it's like, eh, I'm, it's okay. Somebody yeah, else I've, can enjoy them. I thought about maybe like just trying to grab the Ninja Turtles I used to have when I was a kid and stuff, and then I get over it really quick and I don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, and I know some people are really into toys, which is cool. I mean, I'm into games, but um, yeah. if somebody else will enjoy them, I mean, honestly, they're just going to sit here. I mean, I don't really, I'm not going to do anything with them. So might as well get some stuff I want and let some other people enjoy them. And, uh, totally. And, yeah. Um, as far as news goes, i got a few news items that I've grabbed. Do you want to go ahead and talk about your gaming first or do you want to dig into news? Uh, yeah, let me do my games first and then we'll, we'll both jump into news together. Sounds good. Um, so I got to dig into a little more NES again and beat a few games. Uh, I beat Rampart, which is a game I really, really love, even single player. It's definitely like a two player is where it shines, but Rampart's still a lot of fun even by yourself. And came uh, out on a lot of stuff too. 
Oh yeah, it was on everything back in the day. Every every computer. I think it's people probably know it more as a computer game than anything. I think it had an arcade version as well, but they're all, all the versions I've played have been good too. There's not really a terrible one. Um, I played both the RC Pro Am games for the first time. For the first time? First time, yeah. Wow, man, we played so much RC Pro Am back in the day. I never did. I I had uh, like Rad Racer. I think might have been the only. NES racer I played back. Oh, and Super Off-Road. Played that a little bit, too. So what did you think? Uh, it's good. It's fun. I enjoyed it. It, You know, I always like it when games have an ending. RC Prom uh, just loops mm-hmm. after a certain point. So that's not as satisfying when you're when you're attempting to like beat everything. But other than that, I have nothing but good things to say. Control's good. I love that like top-down kind of racer. I played a lot of like Rock and Roll Racer and Super Off-Road and other games that have similar visual mm-hmm. so it felt really comfortable worked really well the upgrade systems i always like too that was really fun um two was li- like just more of the same um so it was solid too a uh, little two was a little bit harder i thought because you have to do 36 races in the second one you only have to do 24 in the first one before it starts looping yeah uh and the last like like 10 races or so in two are the rehashes of earlier tracks but just with like tons of more crap on the thing that you can run over <laughs> yeah so they get a little frustrating and you have to place uh third or higher out of the four if yeah. you get fourth yeah you start losing lives um so two is pretty tough um but uh, i was able to knock them both out in a day each um which was good that's good for where i'm at in the library if it takes more than a day which i, I kind of expect most games will take more than a day now yeah, I would um, mention if you haven't played it, that the Game Boy RC Pro-Am game is also really good. Is it? I would never have expected that. <clears throat> yeah, it's really good. Huh. I will keep an eye out for it. Um, and the last one took a lot longer as I worked my way through Little Ninja Brothers. Over, it took about a week to do that one. Mm. Uh, and it was, it did some really cool things. Uh, really neat little RPG. I think if the boss fights weren't the most ridiculous boss fights I've ever encountered. <laughs> it would be a really like much more beloved game, but Holy, they really like you, you can get to the next city and, and grind and get your power ups and the, the regular combat's really fun. And then when you hit a boss, they just either like dodge everything or they <laughs> put a status effect on you that makes you so you can't do anything until you die uh, instantly. So yeah. you just keep replaying the boss until you get that one lucky run. Yeah. Speaking of Earthbound, it has, boy, yeah, it's like that too. A lot of status effects. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like things that are like random and I, it's not me outthinking it. It's me getting lucky. And, yeah. Because yeah. I think at the end of the game, the last boss, I'm pretty sure I had all the like best equipment you could get, unless there's some secret stuff I didn't know about. Um, and I tried him so many times. I went from like level like 33 up to like 42 by the time I finally had a run that, that finished him. And it wasn't because I needed the extra. So when you <laughs> level up in that game, you get extra HP, but you don't get extra attack power. Your attack power is only through your equipment. Oh, uh, yeah. So I wasn't doing like a ton more damage every time. I was just waiting for that one run where he wouldn't stun me and kill me before <laughs> I had a chance to do anything. <laughs> yeah. So did you look up like a, a fact or anything? Like, can I, is there something I can do to block this? Or is you just like, I'm going to just tough this out? I just toughed that one out um, because the game's pretty linear, pretty straightforward. So I was, I'm pretty confident I wasn't 
missing anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I played through Undertale with my son. We gave that to him as a graduation gift for uh, for passing his grade this year. And he's been really into it. So we, I played through the whole thing with him. He, he played through the whole thing, I should say, and I, I watched. Um, and then he did a second playthrough on a different style. And I, I popped in and out of that one, too. I told him to come get me whenever anything uh, new was happening. So we did two, two runs of Undertale. So um, live up to the hype for you? No, I don't get it at all. <laughs> I don't I, get like it that either. <laughs> game was huge. I had... <laughs> I don't know what kind of expectations I had, but I, I thought I would understand it. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone. I watched Maddie play some of it, and I'm like, ah. The the combat's neat. I really like the combat. Yeah, but like, uh, but it's not mind blowing. Like that, the game was kind of a phenomenon when it came out. Oh and sure, people yeah. People are so excited about Deltarune, and yeah, I don't quite grasp why. I yeah, it's kind of lost me too, but. You know, I, a lot of people, you know, my kids love Minecraft to death, too. And I also sit and stare at that like, wow, this is, no, thank I, like you. I, I find Minecraft boring myself, but I understand why they like it as much as they do. With yeah. Undertale, I don't, I can't figure that part out, though. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, maybe it's, again, maybe it's just not for us. That's okay. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. It was my son very much enjoyed it. He keeps talking about it a lot the last few days. He listens to the soundtrack a ton. Oh, yeah, Maddie was, uh, like, so, yeah, for quite a while, was so wrapped around it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's on his fourth playthrough right now, I think, too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, and Maddie would ask me things, too, because, you know, I guess there you could be pacifist in that game or whatever. And Yeah, and that's she's asked the last me, like, run I did with him on any rpgs i've played she'll ask me like can you be pacifist in this i'm like no that's not really a thing <laughs> in most rpgs uh if you play mirror's edge you get a trophy for doing pacifist run okay but i mean like we were i was playing yeah. earthbound and she's watching it and right. she's asking me like oh can you just i'm like no <laughs> that's not the way it works yeah uh he, uh he today he like looks something up on my phone and then he's like dad what does genocide mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a fun yeah. conversation. Because there's a, there's a genocide run you can do on Undertale where you kill like everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you had a fun conversation with your son. About genocide. Yes. Oh, yeah. Geez. Yeah. That's been my, my game. Oh, and mm. one more that I didn't write in the show notes here. I got to review Iron Man VR. That's right. And I read your, your write up. It was very good. So you want to tell Thanks. folks about it? It was so much fun um the like the movements the the biggest draw to that game like you fly around with these move controllers and your vr headset on and it just feels great um and same with the uh the combat you're like shooting your repulsors out of your palms and if you tilt the controllers forward a little bit you've got these auxiliary weapons in your forearms that pop out and you can load up a bunch of different kinds you can shoot like cluster bombs and smart bombs and uh anti-armor missiles and a bunch of other ones but I had a great time with it. Uh, super, super fun game. Um, I don't have a ton of PSVR games, but that one's probably my favorite now. And I, I really like Astrobot as well, but I think I like Iron Man a little bit more. So I'm curious with that because I didn't see it in the in the write-up that you did. But, I mean, is there anybody else to play as? Can you be like War Machine or anything, or is it just Iron Man? No, just Iron Man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're just Tony Stark. There are other characters from the surrounding Tony that are, show up in there, but they're all 
story beats. They're not playable. Okay. Okay. Is this um, like uh, back in the Jarvis in the suit or is it after that or? Uh, it is Friday and another AI that I wasn't familiar with called Gunsmith. Oh, okay. Right. So he's got those two AIs um, are a huge part of the story. Okay. Very good. Um, yeah. And Ghost, if you know her from uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she's the antagonist in the game and they, they flesh her out a lot more than they did in that movie. I felt, um, she was, she was a lot better. Good. Well, yeah, she didn't get enough time in that movie. I don't think I agree. Yeah. yeah. She was just something to move the plot from a to B. Yeah. The, uh, well, I, you know, for folks that want to read the, uh, your review, where, where do they find it? I will put a link in the show notes, but it'll be at VG charts with a Z dot com. Um, and then yeah, just look for the reviews. Yeah. And, and I would encourage you guys to go give it a read. Um, I, I don't have a PSVR setup, but I'm so curious to kind of hear about it because I know it's, you know, a little bit mm. of hype. So, um, uh, it's still interesting for me to kind of read about it. It's not one of those games I'd say run out and buy a PSVR for it. If you don't have one, but I don't ever think there's actually been that PSVR game yet. Yeah. But that's if you're like, problem, I think. If, if you're interested in like Astrobot and Beat Saber and Resident Evil seven's got a really good VR mode uh, and Iron Man now, like there's, there's a, a enough games. I think it's worth getting one for sure. The only thing that probably could have tempted me would have been, um, Ace Combat. Yeah. Um, but I think, if I remember right, there's only like certain missions or something that used Yeah, it, it's so. not the whole campaign. It's a limited uh, version. Yeah. Um, I think you would love Tetris Effect as well. That's really, really good in VR. Okay. Well, maybe, you know, maybe when PSVR 2 comes out or something, the old one will be cheap and I could take a look at it. For sure. Um, well, very good. We've been pretty busy with some with some gaming, though. You yeah, more than anything. <laughs> I watch your YouTube channel fill up with some of these completions, so you've been pretty busy. Yeah, well, you finished Earthbound. It's not a short game. That probably took me twice as long as Little Ninja Brothers did. Yeah, and it's been a long time since I played Earthbound, so I'd forgotten quite a bit. Yeah, so what's been in the news piquing your interest lately? Well, a few things. Uh, I won't uh, try to drag out too terribly much, but the probably the thing that hit me most as I read about, uh, what was it yesterday or today, that... A sealed graded copy of Hang Tab Sticker Seal Super Mario Brothers sold at auction for a hundred and fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, I saw that too. And it's not even like one of those test market ones. It's a later print, like one or two prints out, I think. A hundred and fourteen thousand dollars for a Super Mario Brothers. I, uh, you know, I like to collect games, but what is this? Yeah, I bet your AES feels really dinky about now, right? <laughs> well, I mean, if you said, Chris, uh, you know, you've got tons of money. Do you want to buy Super Mario? No, I said, no, I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm all right. Uh, I, uh, you know, maybe I'll add on to my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll almost buy another house for that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. I mean, do you, I mean, obviously this is a thing now, right? high-end sealed game collecting uh i think it has to be for somebody believing i would think what investment yeah i think you're looking at it as an art piece that's gonna appreciate at that point yeah i can't say that it's anything else i mean this can't even be somebody that like man i love games i mean don't get me wrong i imagine the person that bought it probably also does love games 
I'm probably just thinking this is both of those things, right? I love games, and I think this is going to appreciate and is a solid way to place to put money. Um, I guess. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's risky because it's such a new market, so who knows? It is, right? Yeah, I think it is. So I don't know what to make of that other than I have some sealed NES games that I'm (laughs) going to hold on to. (laughs) I've got a sealed silent service just waiting for that day to cash out. Someone offers me (laughs) 114000 Oh, it. you know, I'll take it. Uh, give me fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Not for silent service. Come on. But I mean, I've got uh, you know, I've got like a sealed mule. That's not a terribly common game, right? I should probably send that off to get graded. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, geez, I don't know what's what's happening in the world, but twenty twenty is an interesting time. Um. Something that I thought you might want to talk a little about is uh, WB, WB Games seems to be up for sale, and it seems that the the rumor mill is saying maybe Microsoft is going to be the buyer. What do you think about that I, one? I really hope it's Microsoft because the other three rumors before that scare the heck out of me. I heard like EA. Was, and... Yeah, EA, Activision, and Take Two. Yeah, like those all terrify me if they end up with with WB and uh, Rocksteady. Yeah, so uh, you know, would a would Batman moving to Xbox only move you to uh, to be an Xbox fan? Or <laughs> that would be a huge push. Uh, from my understanding, they would have to renegotiate the license. Um, they would just have like the studio. They wouldn't get like Batman and the Lego and all the other things that. Uh, are part of that family of, of companies. Yeah. Um, they would own yeah, Mortal like, Kombat though, right? Yeah, they'd own NetherRealm, so I'm pretty sure they they own the rights to Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And Guitar so Hero. Mortal Kombat and uh, Killer Instinct crossover. Yeah. Yeah. That could be cool. Um, yeah, like if, if Batman went to Microsoft, that would really lean me hard over into that camp. Well, I mean, you see, obviously spider-man is firmly on the sony side because could you see microsoft saying look we need something to counter that we need, we need batman yeah batman's pretty much the only one who's like as big as spider-man for sure yeah that, that'd be cool like dc marvel rivalry again too <laughs> yeah yeah it would yeah and they're they're both great franchises so yeah wherever they go i i will want to play them where they end up but yeah i hope i hope microsoft swoops in and saves it from those other three is my hope because i have a lot more faith in how microsoft's treating uh studios and properties and gamers over the last few years than i do any of those other countries those other companies by a huge amount yeah especially ea and activision uh yeah even um, take two I, I put them right in that same camp with them like you've seen the casinos and loot boxes and some of their sports games like it's just nasty stuff yeah it's pretty rough um and having them first party would probably you know avoid a lot of those things and sure. really would probably prop up uh game pass for oh, xbox big time. yeah you if know? you got you know mortal Kombat and batman is part of game pass that, that's a big big boost yeah, so I'm going to be interested. I mean, I haven't read anything about dates or anything. Have they said anything about when that transaction needs to happen? Or No, I haven't seen any dates either. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised, too, if a lot of it went multi-platform, still kind of like they do Minecraft, because they'd get like all the, the Lego games and, and some other like family-friendly stuff, too. Yep. 
which I, you know Microsoft needs in their portfolio well, as well. So yeah. think about Lego. They already own Minecraft, so Lego and Minecraft together. Sure, perfect. Yeah. So yeah, that's really been. I saw that news story, and I thought, okay, this is. I gotta tell Kelsey. We gotta talk about this one. Yeah, unless someone else like swoops in and saves the day, like I really fingers crossed that Microsoft um, takes it before those other three get their paws on anything. And I think Microsoft needs it. So I think it would be a wise investment for them. I don't see how I they would so. be a loser. Like, what was it like $4 billion though? Like how many years before you, you get your return on investment there? So that's a big chunk, even for a company like Microsoft that can afford it. That, I don't that's know. A big... how, how many copies of a Batman game do you think sell? I think they've all sold over 10 million and, and a few of them have been around the twenties, um, which is awesome. So again, if you sell a $20 million game, you don't think you're going to recoup a lot, a lot of that money. And I mean, a 20 million three, copy game. The last three uh, Mortal Kombat's, I think, have all broken sales records for that uh, series as well. Yeah. And Injustice uh, did really well. Yep. And the Lego games do really well. Like, I'm sure it will pay off. It's just over how much time was that worth it for them. Yeah, and I think Microsoft has the pockets to do what they want, just what, whether they want to. I think um, they just need, the gaming division would just need permission from the big, big, daddy to get uh, that kind of money to throw around yeah i think you're correct so um i don't know it'll be interesting to see how that plays out um up up next i have a couple of the quick things uh far cry 6 leaked um duh i mean this could be a far <laughs> cry 6 i mean yeah there were some details about it but i mean it was kind of like when i saw that i'm like oh okay i mean it's a couple of days we're gonna have the ubisoft presentation in like a couple days yeah, before so. it even leaked, uh, what's his name? The actor who's in it. Oh, he was from Breaking Bad. Yeah, I don't remember his totally name. Totally blanking. Anyway, he posted something on Twitter like, hey, I'm going to be in a game using some cool new technology. I can't talk about it yet. And everybody immediately in the comments is like, <laughs> you're in Far Cry 6. <laughs> we know, dude. Just It's cool. Yeah, and then like three or four days later it leaked. Um, and then Ubisoft has their conference in like – a day i think from this recording so i'm yeah. sure more information will come out right away yeah so not surprising i don't know i mean i've having really enjoyed some of the far cry games i really i never finished five i didn't really enjoy it that much so i'll be curious to see if they can recapture that fire they had or i don't know it's yeah, the, not, a, not a series that excites me the story in five i just really mm, was very off-putting to me but um, and then uh, the other thing, just I'm just shocked. Another announcement today. This so many uh, mods, very professionally developed mods for classic consoles keep coming out. Adding digital video out, um, so HDMI out to classic consoles. There was just one today that's coming on the market for the PlayStation One. Um, so some modders got some test kits, and to me, this is. Really amazing, A, because, you know, you're keeping all the old original hardware relevant for people, and um, I'm, I'm happy to see it. I, I don't really have any interest because I like to play on CRTs, but I'm glad yeah. to see that, and I'm really glad that um, the market is there, and it, it's still exciting for a lot of people. Is that kind of something, I mean, I would imagine mostly it's for streamers and things of that nature, it would be my guess, that is to make sense. their life easier. But um, do well, I, you... I bet you most people just have a you know flat screen HD TV at home these days too, so it just makes it easier for anyone who still has a PlayStation at home to play their old stuff. 
Yeah, probably. So would something like this ever interest you or are you are you in the just the analog camp with me? Yeah, I don't want to say it would never interest me, but right now it does not interest me. I'm in the analog camp with you. I've got a few CRTs and uh, kicking around the house that I much prefer to play on for the consoles that originally came out with those. Yeah. Did you ever end up going and getting some RGB cables and everything yet or no? Yeah. Yeah. I've got the PVM. Okay. All good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to pick up a set of RGB cables for the Neo Geo. It's just they're sold out at the moment. So. Oh, I bet. Wait patiently for yeah. those to pick up. and. Although I will say it looks great on composite. I mean, yeah. it really looks good. So. It's a neat console. Yeah. Kind of crazy thing is a beast. well how about you what's some news that's kind of striking your fancy um just this like weird e3 year where we keep having conferences like once a week now um like weeks after e3 would have been done um yeah so drug out it is very drug i'm almost like give me a break until the fall or something here but there's still a few big ones and i did really enjoy the limited games one i wanted to talk about that one specifically yeah um, I know you checked out a list of the stuff that came out after. Did you actually get to check out the conference at all? I have not watched the actual show yet. I've watched it in past years, and it's always been a little low rent, but still funny. <laughs> yeah, um, that's exactly what they went with again this year. They went with this low rent, similar to how last year's went. Okay, um, in the past, it's always been like, oh, this was shot on with a Connect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this year, you know, with everyone being at home, I'm sure they fit in a little better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, it's not but, just a generic Zoom call like the rest of them. No, totally. I had a conversation with Sean from the Claycast a little while ago where he, he was, you know, teasing me for only doing physical. And he says, you're missing out on a lot of stuff. Uh, doesn't it feel bad? And I said, yeah, but when you get those announcements where something finally comes out that you've been waiting for, it just feels so good. And they hit me with like half a dozen games I've been waiting for, plus a bunch I didn't even know I wanted. Uh, it, was, it was a really good show in terms of stuff that interests me personally. Well, and what were some of the highlights for you? Uh, one of the big ones I've seen over the last couple of years that I really want to try is Katana Zero. Okay, yeah, uh, I've seen that Which one. is like the yeah, crazy ninja action cyberpunk kind of game. Uh, so that one's getting physical release. Um, when I did a review a while ago for a game called Headline Navi News, um, I, I was researching other similar games, and there's one called Papers, Please. Yes. Um, that I'd never heard of before that, and I looked into it, and it just sounds fascinating. You've never heard of Papers, a, Please? No, it just like digital games are not on my radar. Wow. Typically, and, okay. And somehow that one got past me, so they're putting out a Vita version of that. So I might actually have to buy a Vita game again. There's no games on the Vita. There's one game on the Vita now. <laughs> now that they got rid of Persona, they're going to have Papers, Please. <laughs> um, kind of like Katana Zero, I was really excited about uh, Return of the Oberdin. Won a whole bunch of awards over the last couple of years. The art style looks amazing. Looks really, really interesting. So I'm excited to try that one out. Uh, they started the show with like a huge bomb, too, where they're reprinting the Game Boy Color Shantae game. That's crazy to me. Which, I mean, yeah, I've almost bought complete in box copy of that for way too much money several times so this is great i'm going to grab this version and be happy enough with that okay so reprints you're warming up to reprints yeah 
Okay. Not, not like fan-made reproductions, but if a company, you know, puts some effort into them, I'm totally on board with So that. let me ask the question, I mean, because we've been in the collecting circles for a while. So does that, to you, signal a legitimate Game Boy Color official release, or does it have to have that Nintendo stamp of approval? And Like, if I, if I was going for a full Game Boy Color set, I would say, no, it doesn't count, because it's got to come out in that lifetime. Yeah. Unless, like, yeah, Nintendo themselves published it, which is very unlikely. Um, so, no, I don't think it replaces that if you're, depending on your collecting goals, but it's going to be enough for what I want. Yeah, and I think, well, you know, those that want to go back and listen to the show eons ago, we did a show about uh, do these things affect prices of original prints? And I think the thing we came to back then was no, not really. And I wouldn't it, expect it, it to, to affect have, this yeah. either. Yeah. Um, and just to like burn through a couple more, uh, I've heard really, really good things about to the moon. Pretty excited about that game. Uh, the mummy demastered looks like my kind of game. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, important games like super meat boy, which I, I like, but I don't love. I'm just excited. It's coming out on physical version of that game as well. Just to add it to my collection. Cause I kind of like to have that like library of, of very prominent games. And I think that fits in there really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mighty Gunvolt Burst looks like my kind of game, like a total Mega Man ripoff. <laughs> uh, have you seen anything about Carrion? It's a game coming out, I think, later this year. Nope. Uh, so you play this like disgusting blob that's like eating scientists while you're sneaking around in the <laughs> roof in the like air ducts, but it's all like 2D, like horror kind of film. Like it looks really, really fun. Huh. I'm um, say that one's getting a release. Um, a Boy and His Blob is a, one of my favorite Wii games, the the remake that WayForward did. I, I don't need to buy this one because I still have my Wii copy, but I'm really pumped that a game like that is getting a reprint uh, for people who missed it. Still on Wii? Uh, on the PS4, they're doing this oh, version, I think. okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's cool to see them pull out something like Garo Mark of the Wolves to, to reprint as well. Same thing. I've got a copy on Dreamcast that I'm happy with, but... I love that some of these games are coming back. Yeah, that's cool. I'll be happy to play it on a flash cart <laughs> yeah. at some point, but yeah, that's cool. Um, and they're doing a Secret of Monkey Island anniversary anthology, which is, like I said, something I, I probably wouldn't have put on my dream wish list, but now it's on there. I need to get that. Well, there you go. I've never really been into those kind of games, but uh, I know they've got a lot of fans. Yeah, they're, they're super fun. Very silly. Yeah, point and clicks have never really been my thing. But, uh, yeah. Well, it sounds like you've got uh start saving a lot of pennies. Or I know, loonies. A lot, a lot of those are coming out this year, too. There's a few next year, but, like, man, they're really making it hard to save up for a uh, next-gen console. <laughs> yeah, I think you even made a comment about that in the Slack chat, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if, how joking it was or not, but I was talking about maybe holding off PS5 till next year, but still like to get one this year i'm sure the limited runs games people would be happy to hear that although i don't think they ever have problems selling out the copies that they they produce they're pretty smart about how many they turn out yeah good system going even with some really weird obscure releases that i look at i'm like huh (laughs) but yeah you know they can you know they know that they can sell at least you know two three thousand of whatever they produce so good on them yeah, I've never heard of a failure out of them yet. I think they, they've got it down to science. Yeah, I think they. I'm going to guess that they have 
enough people that are strictly looking to get every limited run game that they produce that they know they have a very safe pad. And, yeah. and th- so that probably makes them pretty comfortable. Yeah, I agree. Cool. All right. Do you want to move on to the main topic now? I think so. I, yeah, I think that's most of the news I've got. This is, I mean, like I said before, none of those really sounded up my alley a whole lot, which I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping maybe uh, a couple games would get a physical, but yeah, it's okay. Maybe in the future. I'm sure they're not sure. done announcing things. No, I, I know, uh, oh man, John Fairhurst, I think his name is. Yep. One of the, yeah, the, the founders of uh, Limited Run. He was just tweeting like today or yesterday. He's like, I just got done with like a 25 page contract of a game that was supposed to be in that, <laughs> in that E3 kind of, uh, conference we did so i'm excited in a couple days i get to talk about that so there's still a couple things trickling in for them too that that sound pretty prominent that's good there's some there's some things that i would like to see but um you know again just wait and there's other gosh now there's just tons of these little publishers that are doing these small runs so i can't keep track and to be honest i don't have time to try to follow it so unless somebody alerts me or something i'm usually pretty clueless I'm kind of the same way. I just follow limited run and then every once in a while someone will tag me in something else to like, okay, look, look over here at these guys strictly limited or super rare. One of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we got cooking up for the main talk? Well, I was going to do something different, but then when Bill said he couldn't make it, I thought it was the perfect time to talk about the next gen that's upon us because there's two of us. There's two next gen consoles you're definitely more of a Microsoft leaner. I'm more of a Sony leaner. So I thought it'd be fun to have, we're not, not going to do debate like last week, just have a nice conversation about uh, what we're thinking about how these companies are putting their new stuff out, which one, why you're more excited for which one they, they're both doing very different things over the last year. So just kind of talk about uh, different strategies and, and how we're feeling about things. Yeah. And honestly, probably Bill's probably more in a PC camp, which is some other, off of the side thing so this will probably keep the conversation a little more clean as well yeah <laughs> yeah and it's hard to keep him not talking about legos lately too so we'll give him a week to <laughs> cool down yeah when he comes back we're gonna hear a lot about legos yeah uh, did you uh, okay i'll ask you this question maybe offline because it's probably a little too personal <laughs> but uh go ahead go ahead Sure. So to start off, like, are you like, when do you plan to get one? Do you, are you thinking you want one right around launch or is this either of these systems, things you're going to wait down the road to get? So for me, um, let me start, I'll start with Sony since you're probably more in the Sony camp than I am. The only thing that would make me buy a PlayStation 5 on launch would be Demon's Souls on launch. Um, yeah, I kind of figured watching that to reveal. Yeah, there's literally nothing else i've seen that even in halfway makes me that excited so um my plan will probably be to buy a playstation 5 when demon souls comes out and until then eh, you know whatever like if if it comes out at like 500 bucks like you're saying next year for that one game you're gonna spend 500 bucks plus 70 on a demon souls i would that's how much you want that yes hey wow I just bought a Neo Geo, okay? (laughs) Yeah, but that's like a long time want, and you can see it's not like something that's going to depreciate over a couple years. No, that's true. It's not going to be like a PlayStation 5, which will be worth like 100 bucks in a few years. Yeah, and Uh, you know the library, so you know if it's got other games that you want to tinker around with. 
Yeah, but I mean, um, the, that the only reason I... me because that's a lot of money. I know you love from software games and souls games specifically but wow i'm still surprised by that the only reason i bought a playstation 4 was bloodborne sure but then by the time you bought it wasn't there like you know a couple years worth of other software on it at least you kind of had an idea i didn't really buy much of anything uh i mean when i i eventually bought more i've got more playstation games most of them are like limited Mm -hmm. run or um like a couple shooters neo and the neo games that was yeah. you know so that was all but again neo wasn't a thing when when you got when it. i got it i bought it for bloodborne and there wasn't really anything else at the time that made me very excited i mean it, it came with last of us installed on it i've never even turned that on i, I, just, a, I just don't care like a ps3 game you didn't play that on ps3 no and it has yeah. the whatever the remastered one on my playstation right. 4 and i never bothered to even turn it on well i'm surprised you didn't even try it like it's it's a decent little game. I've read enough to know. Yeah, I don't care. Right. So, um, I I think people that listen to this enough will know that to me, <laughs> I gameplay is what I like. Story, yeah. uh, you know, eh, it's good if it has it. But I am not gonna play a game just for story. I'm just not. I don't care. That's probably why Monkey Island doesn't interest you. Right, exactly. I mean, if I want to, if I just want a story, I'll watch TV or a movie. I mean, so you know, like I've been watching Westworld because um, I only had saw it in the first season, so I'll watch that. I don't need a game to do that. <laughs> so, um, as far as Xbox goes, uh, yeah, I'm likely to buy one, and I'm happy to get into it um, if you want, or we can tackle this however you like. Um, no, please, like I'd love to hear thoughts right now on on why Xbox has sold you so early. The easy answer to that is um, everything's going to work out of the box. So I get an You're X- talking like backwards compatibility is yeah. the, the biggest? Yeah. yeah. I mean, all the games I already have will work. The Game Pass I've already paid for will continue to work. Um, and I've got Game Pass paid for like another year and a half. Um, so I get lots, I'll get lots of free games to play on it. Um all my again, all my old games will play on it and probably run much better on it. Um, I don't, I don't really see a downside. Um, even if I'm not excited about any of the games on the radar, it's like everything I already have plays will play at least as well, if not a whole lot better. So I got a question for you. Yeah. Why Why do you need to jump in right off the bat at full price then? Because they've also said that everything for the first couple of years will play on Xbox One as well, which you already have. What's What's the big appeal to jump up? Just that extra little, you know, frame rate and resolution boost? Yeah, well, and honestly, time. Because it's going to have an SSD and everything built in, so things are going to load faster. I, you get to a certain point, I understand, when you're young the 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 thing with time and money is that you've got lots of time and you don't have much money <laughs> and as you get older those two things flip flop and i won't say i have tons of money i'm just saying my time good. my time AES gets money. more important Come on, we know you're loaded yeah right but my time becomes much more valuable than it used to be and so yeah i just it's and do i know i'm going to play games on xbox yeah i mean there's still games i haven't finished yet that I would probably play. Um, you know, again, am I, am I as excited about this next gen as I have been in the past? Not really. Um, uh, but, you know, I know the Elden Ring is going to come out and it's probably going to mm-hmm. be on next gen stuff. And 
I'll, oh, yeah. I'll be buying it anyway, so why would I not want a fantastic experience with Elden Ring? Yeah, I'm I'm actually I can I can see where you're coming from because I'm thinking I might sell my Xbox One because I've got some stuff put aside at my old store that I, I need to go pick up. I'm looking through my collection, I'm like what can I part with? And I'm like, if I grab an Xbox Series X, you know, two years from now, I can, you know, the one game I still have on my Xbox One that I want to play will work on it. Yeah, and I think that's huge. You have to think, like, I'm looking at... I've got Game Pass, so I think you really have to put that into perspective. Games I wouldn't buy anyway for it, but, I mean, like, there is a bunch of Final Fantasy games that are on there on Game Pass now. I would oh, like really? to play through them. So Which I can, ones do they have on there? That, that's interesting. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy Nine. Uh, I think... That's all you need. There you go. Game yeah, Pass. Yeah, I knew I would say that one and you'd be happy. But, I mean, I think, like, 15 is on there now. Um... I want to say like 12 is either coming or is there. So, I mean, a lot of content is is on that service and content mm-hmm. I want to play anyway. Not that you know, Final Fantasy IX is going to look extraordinarily <laughs> better. I mean, it's already as good as it's going to get. But, but the Final Fantasy XII remake is, you know, looks great. Sure. Um, but I think about games like I like to go back to. I like to go. I regularly go back and play some of the older Dark Souls games. And if you can tell me they'll load a whole lot faster, okay. And I get. A, I'm going to get probably a lock sixty frames I, per second. I you're All right. at the point where you don't die anymore, so you don't have to worry about reloads. <laughs> well, you're so good at those. You still have to transfer between zones. You know. Gotcha. It's, uh, but you know Makes what I mean. Sense. Sixty frames per second, and you know what I mean. That's to me. That's again. I would frame rate is big. Yeah, um, with all the uh, studios they bought too, and them saying like every first party game is going to be on Games exactly. Pass. Like I, I understand that. Like not even knowing what's coming out, like just being able to play like Hellblade right off the bat would be cool. Uh, I know Halo is big for a lot of people. That that's not one that jumps out at me. Uh, whatever Obsidian's working on, yeah, exactly. that being day one on Games Pass could be pretty cool. And you yeah. know that. Microsoft to try to sell these Series X's are going, they've already had this program, you know, optimized for Series X. So, you know, they're going to up-res and make them load faster. They're going to optimize them because they're yeah. their games. They want to showcase their hardware. So it's a win for me. And I don't have to spend any extra money. I already have Game Pass. So I just yeah. need to buy the hardware to stick under my shelf. And I, I know you got like a really smoking deal on Games Pass when they were first launching. Oh, yeah. What what's the regular price for someone just wanting a month right now? Do you know what it is? I don't even know. Uh, I do not know to be honest. I th- I want to say it's like fifteen bucks a month, twenty bucks a month, something like that. Really yeah, you go for it. Um, it's not crazy, but yeah, I mean, I there was a deal where that you could upgrade your Xbox Live for a dollar to Game Pass. <laughs> So uh, it looks like the first month is still a dollar, and then it is ten bucks a month after that, uh, and they have like a premium version for fifteen bucks. Yeah, because the premium version includes Xbox Live. Um, okay. So to me, honestly, it's just kind of a no-brainer. I mean, I'm going to pay for Xbox Live, um, mostly because again, some of the games I like to play and replay are multiplayer. And to me, Game Pass is just such a stupidly cheap offer. I would be dumb not to take it. Like, let's let's jump into another point I've got later on here, sure. too, where it looks like game prices might be increasing. Yeah. So that makes Game Pass, like, like, it's already a pretty amazing deal. But if things go up another 10 bucks, 
like it just makes even more sense yeah i mean i hate it i i will say to be a certain degree there's a part of me that says i i mourn the coming death of physical games it's gonna happen um i would probably if if i was a betting man i would say this is going to be the last gen for it for physical games don't disagree and i think covid's really sped things up there yeah and like i don't know if you just saw a couple days ago capcom was like 80 percent of our sales over the last fiscal year have been digital that's like why do you bother printing discs anymore when 80 percent of your business is online yeah i i mean it is the coming reality um it doesn't excite me uh but i'll be honest most of the time this time if i'm i still buy some new games but you know also if i have like some kind of subscription thing i i guess i don't really have to bother with that a whole lot i can just pick up old games that i like (laughs) just spend that money somewhere else get those aes cards yeah but i mean putting five hundred dollars or something or six hundred dollars into a new machine that i know i'm going to get tons of use out of out of the box which is one of the biggest sore points for me with playstation 5 is their total crap show about talking about any backwards compatibility and yeah microsoft is rumors right now so that that's not a sign they're gonna put a lot of support behind it no microsoft is singing my tune they're like look it's all there it's all going to work just go ahead and to me i'm like this is i don't understand how sony lost this because this this used to be their mantra and they just eh. well it was until the ps4 and i think they learned like by how dominant they were that it's just like it's as nice as it is for a small batch of us it most people don't care i do you think it's because i don't think the ps4 success has anything to do with lack of backwards compatibility i think it could have made it i i think that just they lucked out with the right set of properties and they had a winning machine that was a little more powerful to begin with and xbox totally fumbled the transition i mean I basically lucked out with properties basically handed they, it to them yeah they, they didn't have the strongest competition totally agree I don't think lucked out with those properties is a good term because I think they very specifically okay, I won't. cultivated these teams over the last couple of generations yeah, to I, make what they've been making. Yeah, I guess that's not the right way to say it. They have solid games. I'm not trying to diminish yeah. that at all. But um, I think if Microsoft had been really competitive and done a good job at making at turning the corner, this would not be the same situation. Totally agree. They, they did not have strong competition this time around. Um, but I also don't think as appealing as backwards compatibility sounds, I don't think it moves extra boxes. I don't think if they would have had backwards compatibility, they would have sold another, you know, 10 million even systems. Well, I think again, because of the wacky way the market ended up, you're right. But I think if Microsoft had been more competitive, it would have made a difference. I think they would have had to compete. And what they learned last time was the wrong lesson. They thought, we don't have to compete. And I don't think that's true. It's just their competitor totally fumbled the ball. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, I and I, It's not even, I don't think it's going to be those two mentalities in the next generation either because everything's so, so different with how, how these systems are set up. So it's not like one 
system selling aspect is rivaled against another. Like it's like a totally different vision on each side right now. So I don't think you can point to one area like backwards compatibility and say that's that's a key point when there's like 10 different differences between them. No, but I think there are other business decisions that it weighs in on. Because again, you know, if you're a Microsoft, if you're going to turn out a product for Microsoft, I can continue to sell that product for years. Whereas on I, Sony's platform, I, I don't know if I could do that or not. Sure. I'm very excited for Xbox. The same reason you are with the backwards compatibility is a big selling point for me. I, like I said, I, I kind of want to get rid of my one. I don't love past Xbox consoles. So the idea of having just one that will do almost all the things I want it to do, mm-hmm. um, that's great. But I don't need to get that right away. I'm, I can definitely wait until there's a big price drop. I can I see that. Wait, wait for that sweet sale and, and pick it up for, you know, two, three hundred bucks. I think in your case, that makes a lot of sense. And you don't have Game Pass and that's not up your alley. I mean, you don't even subscribe to PlayStation's service. No, I like I haven't had PSN or Xbox Live or anything like ever. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes I, I do subscribe to the Switch online because <laughs> it's like 20 bucks or something because it's 20 bucks for a whole year and i can play nintendo games through it yeah yeah i mean i i get it but yeah uh, i think in that case you're probably quite the outlier yeah i i understand that so so tell me then i've been kind of laying out my points uh, and you obviously i think are big on the playstation 5 and have been talking about it so so give me your rundown why why with what's been said so far and you the online thing isn't a thing for you. What's what's the big selling for, for PlayStation 5? My rule of thumb for any console, retro or new, is always three pieces of software on that console that I can't get anywhere else is, is enough incentive for me to buy it, which is one of the reasons why just Demon Souls is, is surprising to me. Well, I would have waited for, like, I want Demon Souls and Elden Ring and blah, blah, blah to push me over the edge. Kind but of I know I'll... I'll there'll probably be some neos and things because they they work with Sony Studios. So I mean, it's not I'm only I'm not ever going to get just one game out of it, but yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, like just in that one conference they've already did, um I've seen more than enough games that that interest me. Um and I know with their imp- output of first party stuff over the last like decade that there will definitely be enough games down the road for me whereas with Xbox, like I bought an Xbox One because I wanted ReCore, I wanted Sunset Overdrive, and I wanted Scalebound. I, <laughs> I liked ReCore. I'm happy with that purchase. I was disappointed with Sunset Overdrive. did not strike me like I thought it would. Scalebound got canceled, never came out. So I didn't get those three when I bought this system a little too early. And you never uh, played Crackdown. I've never played any Crackdown game, no. That's, the, that's your fault. That could have been your third, but... I can play that on my Series X eventually, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, already I know I want to uh, do Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which is really just old Spider-Man. Which is fine. That game is great. I don't uh, mind them rehashing things. I get it, but you've already played it, right? I mean, so it's not new Spider-Man. It is. It's, it's new Spider-Man, Miles Morales. He's got different powers than Peter Parker. Uh, it will probably take place in the same New York, but I think it'll have a totally different story and different gameplay because it's, he's got different powers. Okay. Yeah. 
can go invisible. He's got like lightning powers. He's pretty sweet. Okay. Um, Returnal is a game that's on my radar too. Um, I really like what House Marquis does. Um, Rezogun and Nex Machina, I'm a huge fan of. This is a very different style of game, but it looks interesting and I want to check it out. Uh, Project Athea that they showed, um, very little of. Just I love those kind of demos, like when they show like Final Fantasy 16, like 10 years before it's supposed to come out. I okay. get so excited. I, I'm not going to be, I'm not trying to step in too much. Please go back and, and when you're talking about these games, remind me of which one it was because I watched the little the presser thing. Yeah. But I, oh, yes. when you say Project Athea, I don't remember which one that was or Returnal. So that, the Returnal uh, had a woman in like a spacesuit on like it seemed like an abandoned planet at first and then it seemed like a bullet hell all of a sudden there's like weird aliens popping up everywhere and just shooting purple projectiles at her okay i've i've uh, just at, totally forgotten that one then sorry yeah that's okay house marquee like they are known for taking like really classic arcade games and like revamping them okay so Rezogun was like defender but like modernized i remember Rezogun. yeah uh next machina was like robotron but like modernized, just this really great twin stick shooter. Okay. And I think they even pulled the creator of Robotron out of retirement to <laughs> help design that game too. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so I, I Returnal looks like a totally different kind of game. I don't see like an old arcade roots to it. Okay. Um, but I, I like what that company's done up to this point. So I'm willing to take a, take a shot on it. Uh, that Project Athea, like I said, it was it's a Square Enix game. It really reminds me of like Final Fantasy tech demo that's like shown five years too early. <laughs> um, so I'm just you know excited for the possibilities. Even though that game is probably you know three, four, or five years down the road, right before PlayStation Six hits. Yeah, that could, could be with with Square Enix. <laughs> um, I'm sure it'll be multi-platform, but the Resident Evil Village looks just like everything i want in resident evil right now they've they've had a really good last few years so i'm i'm excited to see that one again i, I would get that on either console if yeah. it was exclusive to whichever they, they think they've already said it. it's multi but yeah 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 um the ratchet and clank game my son and i were both like this looks we get a ton of fun so i might check out some of the previous ratchet and clank games because i haven't actually played any of them i haven't played any my kind of yeah i want to see if they're up my alley and if they are this looks like a really cool version of them okay um and then on top of that like i watched the whole conference with my son uh he's like totally sold on like sack boy uh, adventure <laughs> okay which we've played through a couple of little big planet games together and, and they're they're quite entertaining okay um there was another i can't remember the name of it it had like weird dinosaur high school kids everybody oh yeah 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 picked picked on it it looked really silly to me too but my son's like like that looks fun my maddie it's the same thing she was like "Ooh, this looks cool (laughs) and i'm like what it's just they're not showing any game (laughs) (laughs) so between the two of us like we already have like five games that i'm definitely gonna buy you know horizon next year that looks really neat too did you play the other horizon game I've got it sitting on my shelf. Haven't haven't plugged it in yet. Okay. But Robot dinosaurs sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> okay. I've just I've never I haven't played it either. I don't own it. But yeah. Um. And to go to the Xbox side too. Um. Chorus. Yeah. 
looks right up my alley. And same thing, kind of like Project Athia, where they haven't shown a lot yet. That was the one with the spaceship, right? Yeah, it's like a sentient spaceship. Um, Really cool art style. Uh, Apparently, it's got some like flight sim kind of combat stuff, which I'm craving right now. I'm excited for that uh, Star Wars Squadrons, and this looks like it's in that vein. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, oh, they have one. Oh, uh, Scorn. That yeah. one looks really neat too. I'm not a big FPS guy, but I've just recently been getting really into the Aliens franchise. And holy, does that look like they borrow that like aesthetic from Aliens? Yeah, this. Which, uh, it was just all Giger, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, which you know, I it's probably one of those ones I'd wait and see what the consensus is. And if it's, you know, seven or eights across the board or higher, I'm, I'm in because it just looks like a neat world to be in. Now, I'm just something that popped into my head. So I'm curious, since you're writing reviews, does uh, does wanting to have these consoles earlier also potentially get you in line to do the reviews for these things? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, so that, you know, there's X amount of people doing reviews at the site, say 10 for a nice easy number. If only two of us have PS fives and the review codes start coming in, you know, I don't have to fight the eight other people <laughs> right. to get codes. So it, there might be an opportunity there if I get in early to, um, you know, try out some neat stuff that I don't have to fight other people for. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was, I would think so. Sure. Yeah. So that, that's not a reason for me to buy it that's just like an icing on the cake after i buy it kind of thing well because a lot of a lot of the review codes that we get aren't like the big cool first party triple a games they're weird goofy indie stuff almost across the board so i can experiment and, tr- and try some neat things that i wouldn't normally spend some money on i would imagine so yeah be interesting you've, yeah you've definitely yeah that's what I, with your reviews you've kind of been a little bit all over the map which is good i mean it's kind of interesting yeah, like I've done like straight like adventure games that are just like uh, point and click dialogue uh, up to VR to Souls likes like pretty much yeah all over the place which is really fun. Yeah, yeah. So you've got some titles. So um... yeah, so we're talking about how different these these companies are. Uh, Microsoft announced the Series X at the Game Awards like a three quarters of a year ago now yeah. and then like monthly they've been like feeding more information out mm-hmm. where sony said absolutely nothing until like one month ago well it's a few weeks ago now they had that really awful tech conference thing remember yeah the cerny thing yeah so <laughs> very different styles that was, that was terrible release information um and i'm assuming we all prefer the xbox uh approach compared to what sony's done so far um do you know why that is do i know why so why, why you prefer the the trickle feed of of constant information to like the wait for those big like bang moments like because at sony conference not the sterny one yeah the, uh, more recent <clears throat> one like that was a good reveal i thought um i think it would have been okay if there was anything i cared about um which there, there's maybe a one or there was, Souls. A, there was a couple of things. Your, your system seller was in there. Uh, well, Demon Souls, uh, right? But I mean, other than that, and like the Capcom announcement, that honestly is going to be multi-platform, so it doesn't really matter. 
It's um, the Pragmata, that one? Yeah, whatever. How? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was, again, no gameplay. So I've just, it looked interesting. Who knows what it'll turn out to be. But really, everything else. But I'll have to say the same thing on the Xbox side. There's no new games on the Xbox side that maybe you're like, I have to buy this right now. <laughs> there just isn't. I'm Like I've said, I'm kind of meh right now in terms of how I feel about this next generation. So there's other drivers behind it for me. Because you're already uh, in that Game Pass world, mm-hmm. uh, even if they did, like if they said, like, you know, Dark Souls 4 Xbox exclusive, do you buy it or do you just Game Pass it? No, I buy it because I'm weird like that, I guess. But um, And I also understand that... Do you it, buy it right away, though? Or do you like you just no, play yeah. on Game Pass day one and then you wait till it's 20 bucks and grab it Here. two years from now when you're... Game Pass expires. Again, I look at certain things in different ways, and you can think my logic is good, bad, or otherwise. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this is just how I operate. So there's certain games where I'm like, I'm going to pay full price on day one because I want more of this, right? And I want to incentivize companies to look and say, ah, oh, we can make money if we do a good job doing this thing. And that's the message I want to send. So if it's a Dark Souls game, if Sony has Demon Souls and they want my money, earn it. If, if uh, the Neo games, I'm happy to pay right up front and give you my money because I want more of this. Um, I love that. Now, other kinds of games, I mean, most of the things I play on Game Pass, I, I probably wouldn't buy. I mean, I just probably wouldn't. Or I own an older, like, do I already own Final Fantasy IX? Yeah. Would I rather play it? It's been a long time since I played through it. Would I rather play it on Xbox where I can fast forward through things? Yeah, I would. Um... So that's kind of the way I'm looking at it is games that I'm going to get either I'm going to be like, I really want this. I'm going to pony up the cash because I want to send that message with my dollars or there are ones I'm kind of like, eh. and if they don't come out in Game Pass, I'll wait until Gamefly has them for like 20 bucks. There really isn't much in between for me. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm pretty. I like that mentality. I'm pretty good at knowing what I like and what I don't like at this point, so I'm not surprised very often. Like uh, Streets of Rage Four, it's on Game Pass. I'm glad to play it on Game Pass. Did I buy a physical copy of Streets of Rage Four? No. Um, do I feel like I should have? Mm, nah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's okay. It's good, um, but eh, you know, I know a lot of people love it. I'm not trying to downplay it, but. Again, for me, I kind of, eh, you know, I'm glad they made it. I'm glad I got to play it for a minute. Sure. So I, like like I mentioned the, the project, Dathia, I really like big shows and, and getting myself very excited and overhyped a lot of the time. Yeah. So I, I like waiting for those moments, for those big, like, hour-long conferences. Um, whereas, like, I've been trying to keep up on the Xbox stuff, and it just doesn't, it's not exciting because I know there will be another one next month if this one didn't do good. And and it doesn't get me quite as hyped for, for what's coming, I think. You know, I'll be honest. I've not just... watched a lot of the Xbox things. I'll watch the big one this month because it's more of a bigger deal. Yeah, and that's the first party one that's coming up shortly, right? Yep. Uh, I think yeah. somewhere around middle of the month or so. Like 26th? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Later in the month. Um. I, I want to be excited for that, and I'm sure there'll be some cool stuff. But I know, a, like half of it's going to be Halo, which is not interesting to me. Yeah, I don't care about Halo either. Yeah, Sh- show me the Hellblade gameplay; that'll be cool. Um, and then, like all those other studios, about if they show me something from Double Fine, that could that could really pique my interest. 
um obsidian same thing that could be really cool and then they've got like 10 other new developers i'm like i just don't know so maybe they'll show me something really cool i think they have to do strong at this i mean because we're just getting down to the wire i mean if they don't announce a price in july i think the only literal reason why will simply be because they're waiting for sony yeah so do you speaking of price what's your prediction six how, how, how do you think 600 us dollars 600 us dollars uh maybe both for both of them maybe that you think they're gonna match each other or you think one of them's gonna undercut the other maybe the discless version will be cheaper um i think if sony goes first microsoft will match or beat um and then do you think sony responds to match their match no no sony is sony and they're gonna go in and say just like they did with the PlayStation 3. Uh, our machine justifies the price, you know? I, I was just going to say, I'm going that route right now because I took a second job at my old store to put some money aside for this. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, and what did we... Remember when PlayStation 3 was, what, $600, wasn't it? 500 Up here, it was six ninety nine, seven forty nine, or 59 Yeah. Um, in Canada. I think PlayStation uh, 3 so- launched down here of like $600. Yeah, so I'm hoping you're wrong because I know up here it's going to cost us at least an extra hundred than it costs you guys. Well, you could always, I mean, I guess the conversion is what kills you. I could say you drive across the border, but. <laughs> I don't want to come down there this year. You guys, I don't like blame you're you. not handling this I want disease to, very well. I want to go to where you are right now. Trust me. <laughs> um, they won't let me in. Yeah, for good reason I, right now. I don't blame them a bit. Um,. But yeah, I mean, what do you think? I mean, is do you think yeah or no or? You're probably right, but I'm thinking maybe I'm just being too optimistic, and I'm thinking they won't go over 500 US. I don't see that either, either one of them. Uh, if I think if Sony could have sold the box at 500, dollars we would have heard about it a long time ago. All they've been talking about is tech, 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 yeah. tech, and all that tells I, me is money, 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 money. I think they don't want to. But I also don't think they want to lose their lead. Mm-hmm. And if they're a hundred dollars more for such similar hardware, and then Xbox on top of that has you know backwards compatibility, it has Game Pass. I, I don't think they're willing to. I think they'll play loss leader for a year or two if they have to. That's it. I think they are hoping Microsoft goes first and they match Microsoft. Yeah, and I, I think Mac- Microsoft is hoping they go first so they cut undercut them by like fifty bucks. So they haven't confirmed it yet, but Microsoft supposedly has, you know, a, a lower spec uh, system as well. No. Do you o- think that's o- true or not? Only on the uh, SSD. The The hardware itself is more powerful. No, no the, the rumored uh, Lockhart version. Oh, you mean the, the low cost one. I yeah. think that's probably just going to be, I think probably... Um, X, S, and X on the Xbox line probably go away at some point, and you just have this one as their replacement for that. But I don't think we're there yet. I think they want to sell out the stock. Do you uh, think they don't announce that until after the Series X comes out then? I think, yeah. I think that's maybe next year. One. I think they're probably going to let the stock of the stuff play out, see how that goes, and then have this waiting in the wings to be that entry level. I don't think they need to do it right now. I, I agree. Uh, I think it would be I, dumb. I Actually, it would be really dumb for them to do so that right now. So do you now. think if they launched with two SKUs, that would be dumb? 
if they're too like drastically different skews, I think it would be too confusing that would be stupid because then they'd have Xbox one s Xbox one X Xbox series whatever the lower one is and Xbox series X I think that's terrible and, and I, the sad don't forget the, the sad. sad right now we've got the PlayStation 5 sad though so you know <laughs> we do it I, does make me now less do less. I think I think here's the thing that I see though right remember when rules were reversed uh now i don't think we're going to see an xbox series x without a disc drive but we already know now we have a a playstation 5 without a disc drive that i think is going to be if anything the price point that xbox tries to meet is the discless one yeah i didn't think of that that's a good point they probably will and then Sony will have, you know, a $50 more disc-drived console or whatever. And, and Microsoft will throw in, like, six months of Game Pass. Oh, yeah, that'd be super smart. Yeah, to just bundle Game Pass into whatever. I think that's a given. Um, the the rumor for the lower-spec console, though, is that it will be discless as well. Again, I think that's a good idea once you sell out of the original Xbox One stock. And you can do a cost-reduced decent entry-level machine i think it would be you think they're going to discontinue the ones yes that quickly it's not going to they're not going to sell them two years in no i don't know if they're going to do it that quickly i think that's what this lockhart thing is though they want to be ready and have something built around the architecture of the new machine that's ready to go when that the market tells them it's time to do that Okay, so they're really like holding this close to the vest until the right time, in your opinion. They're not just going to, it's not going to come out this year. They're not even going to talk about it this year. I don't think we hear a peep about it. Interesting. I think they would be ridiculously dumb if they did. Now, that doesn't mean they won't. <laughs> I watched the Xbox <laughs> One launch just like everybody else did years ago. But I mean, I think Phil Spencer's smarter than that. I agree. I, I like Phil a lot. He's got his, I think he really understands this market very well. So you're, you're going with the disk drive version, I'm assuming. There is no for, choice. For both of these. There is no choice on the Xbox side, to my So when you get your, your Demon Souls, though, you, are you picking up a disk drive? Of course. Or are you picking up a, a sad PS4? <laughs> no, I, I, I see no purpose whatsoever to buying the diskless version. Um, PS Now I, is not an equitable thing compared to Game Pass, even in the slightest and um no no way um what about the other features that sony's talking about like the haptic feedback on the controller and the 3d audio are those selling points at all or are those just you know whatever i'll try them and then move on xbox one since it started in 2013 has had rumble triggers and force feedback so it's not new for xbox so that doesn't interest me <laughs> it's already been there um and 3D audio, I don't care about because I've had 3D audio for eternity because I've got surround sound. Um, so what do I care if you could make, you know, two How many two games speakers? take advantage of surround sound? Is that a all, common thing? All of them. Really? Just about, yeah. Now, when you go to Dolby Atmos, not a lot of games are Dolby Atmos. Some of them are. But pretty much everything else is at least 5.1. Hmm. So, I mean, unless you're talking about something ridiculously basic, like some goofball indie game that might be stereo, but... Any decent, any decent, those um, goofball indies. But any um, full release game is going to have at least five point one. So I've already, yeah, for, I've already got it, and I've had it for years. Stuff. 
So that I don't care that you can do it with two speakers. <laughs> uh, what about you? Just, I mean, does that interest you? I I really don't know until I hear it. Like I, it's one of those things like VR. Like who cares until I try it and see what it does for me? It's, it's just hard to imagine, but without testing it. It's really weird to me that they've spent so much time talking about that. I think that's yeah, that go- Cerny conference was like half of it. Yeah. And like, this is your ear profile. And you know, I was <laughs> like, this is weird, dude. <laughs> you think way too much about the shape of people's ears. Yeah. Um, and to go to the feed, the haptic controllers too. Um, I, I just really don't want controllers to be 80, 90 bucks. I like keep them cheap. I don't know if I need haptics that bad. Well, I mean, they're so expensive. I, I, I like, that's the money I could buy a new game with. Tell me why on earth the new PlayStation controller still has that stupid touch feedback thing at the top. I mean, I'm guessing it's to be somewhat for backwards compatibility. Yeah, that's probably 100% for the only reason. For the five games or whatever that actually used it for anything. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's another sore point for me. I really do not like the PlayStation controller. So, I Yeah, I've heard you say that a bunch of times. I don't get your hatred for it. It's not the best, but I don't think it's anywhere near the worst it's very everything about it annoys me <laughs> there's a giant light bulb on the top of it that i can't you turn, can turn off. that off i found out how do you, you turn can. it off uh it's in the options um someone showed me because i when i had my glasses before i got my laser surgery uh i'd you know take my hand up to push my glasses back on and i blind myself every time always forget it was there and yeah buddy showed me that you can just go into the settings and the controller options and shut it down completely or just dim it shut it down okay i'll go dig in there because yeah. i wasn't aware of that so that's the first yeah. thing i'll do tomorrow um th- this giant touch pad on the top of it that serves absolutely no purpose than other than to get just, get in the way when i'm trying to find being a being a button after a while yeah and it gets in the way of me pressing the buttons i really want to push <laughs> like yeah, the option I button i have uh yeah a bunch of times tried to push options and pull up a map or whatever happens when you push the big touchpad by mistake yeah and i've gone and on i you know i think everybody knows by now i I don't like the sticks in that arrangement um yeah to me it's just yeah i really don't like it so and the new one looks pretty much like the same thing again yeah stick if it ain't broke don't fix it I get it, but I mean, even (laughs) even Nintendo understands what a pro controller should look like. It is a pretty good controller. It is, and it's great. I love it. I'm like, why can't Sony figure this out? I don't know. If if you look at how many controllers they've sold, I'm sure they're they feel like they've got it figured out. (laughs) Okay, I mean, I I mean, I get it. You know, preferences, personal preferences, or everything. So when you've got like they've always had. 100 million plus consoles sold every generation, every single. Right, but product. is it people but buy I, it because like the controller that, is good or they get used to the controller because they have the system? Yeah, probably the second, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you've got at this point, like 300 plus million people that have grown up with those controllers for the last 20 years, like, it's just comfortable at this point. Like, if you change it, that's a huge base to maybe not make happy, but if you keep the same, they're all used to it. Maybe they're not thrilled, but that's like it's it's not uh, changing anything on them. I get it, but I mean, at some point in time, we moved away from joysticks with one fire button to NES pads, and to, I'm sure at some point someone was going like, "Man, people aren't going to figure this out." 
<laughs> but it was it was good, right? We we moved forward. We we lived through the N sixty four controller. We can adapt it, which is funny. I have to mention, uh, Maddie wanted to play Super Mario sixty four, so I got the N sixty four out and all that, and I gave her the N sixty four controller, and I didn't say anything. I just let her try to figure it out for a little bit. It was hilarious. <laughs> she did she pick it up quick or no? Eventually, I had to show her how to hold it. <laughs> she was trying That's to hold funny. the outside and reach the thumbstick and. <laughs> That's what it looks like you should do. Yeah, it's really weird. It was great. Uh, anyway, though. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody buys a system for the controller, but that doesn't mean, you know. Anyway. What we're talking about, um, oh, 3D audio. I don't I mean, don't get me wrong. For people that don't have nice stereo setups, yeah, I mean, I think that could be cool. But, I mean, we did this, like, in the arcades with Q Sound back in, like, ni- in the early 90s. This is not new. <laughs> what was that? quadraphonic the oh that was in the seventh tech you were talking right? about yeah yeah quadraphonic uh, i mean but that required four speakers um but you i mean you remember when you'd go to the arcade you'd see q sound on the capcom games simulated i don't surround. know if i ever noticed that mm-hmm. go check some of the older oh, well. street fighter later street fighter mid 90s games but anyway so both of these consoles supposedly coming out this year but we don't know when yet and we are over the halfway point of the year. Do you think that's because they want to make sure they can get them produced with COVID going on? I'm sure that is a part of it, but I think it's that game of chicken you're talking about with the pricing too. I think that's the biggest. If we can have an extra month to produce them, that's better. So if we don't say we're going in October because the other guys are going in September, and we can you know push it back to October, push it back to November, push it back to December, and produce as much as we can, iron out any production bugs, that kind of stuff. Do you think Sony is very afraid to announce the price point that's probably likely? Yeah, I don't think they're thrilled about it. I don't know if afraid's the right word, but I don't think they're going to be happy to say like hey 600 bucks even 500 i think that's not a number you're you're proud of i think 399 something where you're like this that's where you're proud you want to shout that from the rooftops the rest of them you just have to rip off that band-aid do you think there's any chance you'd see a 500 playstation 5 at least one with a disc drive in it yes you do i don't know if that's me being stupid and optimistic but yes i think that's what they want to hit and i think they are going to try to hit that if they can. And if not, if they go 600, I like, I think they have to bundle something in there to make it more appealing. Like if they come every first year console comes with Spider-Man or whatever, they got to do something to make that feel like less of a punch to the gut. Yeah. And they could always do some PS now or PSN or I don't know, whatever. I hope it's not just that, that like, that's not, that's like nothing to me. (laughs) Yeah, and but even I, here's if they the bundle thing. in a game, that's nothing to me either because they always do it digitally now too. Uh, here's so the thing: I think we have to think about Spider Man, even though I have Spider Man. Yeah. Do you think this year, at least, with the number of them that will be on the market in times for Christmas, that price even matters? No, I think whatever either of these guys put out, what other price is going to sell out, and I'm sure because of COVID, their production's not ramped up to where they would have ideally wanted it. So I, yeah, I think whatever comes out this year is just gone. So does that make that 
pill, that bitter pill, a little easier for them to swallow? Or do they think, I don't want to freak out my whole market? Yeah, it's still like you remember how long it took Xbox to regain their composure after a bad launch. And like even prior to launch, like they, they, when they were saying the connects bundled in, it's always online and, you know, you can't share games with your friends. Like it took them years to kind of shake that, gain some confidence back from people again. So I don't think either one of them wants to get off on a really bad foot like that again. Which to me is amazing because it's been seven years. It's been seven years since the last consoles launched. And now we're in a situation where Sony's kind of saying some of those same things, and everybody's like, eh, okay. You've got, you're selling a system with no disk drive. Yeah, you've got the choice, though. It's not, this is all you get. It's one or the other. Okay. Well, I don't know. A little different feeling, but I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I haven't seen I, the I blow up. I was really surprised during that conference when they showed the, the no disk one. I really didn't have any wasn't on my radar at all that that was coming. Yeah, and I think that one exists because the price point's going to be too high. And so that will give them an opportunity to put a machine on the market that's not terrifying. And over the past few months, you've probably had, uh, like I'm sure they made the decision way before the last few months, but if you've got companies like Capcom saying, like, we're going to produce less discs or we don't need to produce discs, like, push this digital thing a little harder. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the writing's on the wall. Uh, like I said, I think this is probably our last gen with media, at least from Sony and Microsoft. Nintendo, I don't know. I think they could probably stick with it. They like that market. Sure, and there will be weird things coming out to um, little niche products. I'm sure it'll keep it going. Limited Run will find someone to publish hard or publish software on. Yeah, and I think, you know, Eventually, if they wanted to, if Microsoft wanted to maintain some backward compatibility, they could always sell a, an, a, an add-on that was a drive or something. I mean, these things are basically PCs, so mm-hmm. it's not out of the realm of possibility. But again, we're talking stuff seven, eight years from now, so who knows? Yeah. Speaking of PCs, uh, the Series X looks like a PC tower, mm-hmm. and I don't even know how to describe the PS5. <laughs> I, uh, I so vis- visually, how are you feeling about both of these? Um, I think Microsoft gets it that the, it's a game machine box and they just don't care anymore, which I'm fine with. It sits under my TV and I just don't care. I mean, yeah, people are making fun of the PlayStation 5. I don't really <laughs> like the look of it either. But again, I don't care. I take it out of the box. I'm going to look at it for a minute. And go like, oh, OK. And then I'm going to stick it on my TV and I'm not going to care. I haven't like my wife knows I'm I'm putting some money aside and I'm I'm keen on getting one this year. I don't think she knows what it looks like, and I'm more wondering what she's gonna say when I when I pull it out of the box. <laughs> so I, I like it. It's weird. It's goofy. I get it. I get why people don't like it. I like the memes where people are making fun of it, like it's a router and a cat and all this other <laughs> weird stuff. But yeah, I, I feel like I'm gonna put it next to the TV. And she's gonna be like, "No, that can't be there," <laughs> and I'm a little worried about that. Um. Whereas I don't think she'd say that with with the Xbox. I think she'd just assume that's it's going to look something like that. Yeah, it's like a cable TV box or something. Whatever. It's a box. Yeah, it looks like our... Actually, it looks more like our router than the PS5 looks like a router right now. Yeah. um, The only thing that really concerns me about PlayStation 5 is how incredibly long or tall, depending how you... Yeah. How that... That to me, I'm like, where the heck am I going to put this? With our current setup, it's going to be just fine, uh, either laying down or standing up, uh, because we've got like one of those floating shelves right underneath our TV. Uh-huh. 
so we don't have an enclosed uh, like entertainment stand that I have to worry about fitting it in. Well, I mean, I've got a thing underneath my TV that's got some shelves, and it's decently spaced. So, like right now, under there, I've got uh, my my surround receiver. On the first shelf, the surround receiver, and then next to it, I've got the Wii U, and then below that, I've got uh, the Xbox One X and. Gosh, that's terrible. What's on the other side of that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I can't think right this minute of what on earth it's I've got on the other gonna side. going to be in AS pretty soon. No, no, that stays with the CRT stuff. That's Smart. terrible. Why can't I think of what's... Oh, there's a surround speaker. Duh. Um, I've got my center channel speaker there. That's why I can't think of it. It's not a, not a machine. And then um, on the bottom, I've got my PlayStation 4 and my PlayStation 3. And see, here's the problem with PlayStation 5. I can't get rid of my PlayStation 3 and 4 because I can't play those dang things. Yeah, that might be the case. And I don't want to get rid of... I would like to have one machine that would play all of that, (laughs) but I can't. Um, So I don't know what I'm going to do. You'll figure it out. Send us a picture when you do figure it out. Yeah, I I might have to retire the PlayStation 3 somewhere, but... Honestly, I'll probably retire the PlayStation 4 faster because since PlayStation 3 play, my own plays 1, 2, and 3, I use it a whole lot more than my PlayStation 4. Yeah, and that sounds like where they're focusing their backwards compatibility on anyway. Like, you'll probably be able to play Bloodborne and Neo because those are pretty popular games. Yeah, hopefully that's yeah. the case. I just wonder, like, for all these people that have been doing the PS4 um, online service, the PSN, right? You get a couple free games a month or something. Mm-hmm. Are they going to bother to make sure all those old ones even work on the new system? Or, no clue. Or are you going to be stuck with like a back catalog of things that don't work? That's always my fear with digital stuff. And see, again, I'm going to walk into an Xbox that I know will play everything I've got. Speaking of playing everything you've got, uh, what are your thoughts on smart delivery so far? Sounds pretty good for the most part. That's a great idea. Um... The machine knows what hardware I have, and it can deliver the assets that I need. That does mean, though, that the thing on the disc is not necessarily the real game. So someday, a million years from now, I may not be able to actually play it correctly. Um, I guess the other thing I have to look at is, will I be doing that? I mean, you know, they could always just keep their new boxes uh, emulating the old boxes. So it may not be a concern at all, but I don't know. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Um no, I think it's a good idea, right? In most cases, they're trying to make it to where... Um, and again, they, they're trying to keep a platform going. So they want to have a low-end machine, right? That's going to be like the Xbox One stuff for right this season, and then probably eventually this Lockhart thing. And then they want to have their gamer tier, this high tier. Um, and so they want to be able to just seamlessly make those things happen so you don't have to worry about buying a certain version. And I think that's a great idea to do it. I have no clue what the heck Sony's going to do. Wow. I like, I'm totally on board with everything you just said. It just seems like in the last maybe two weeks, that message has gotten real messy because of EA and 2K. Yeah. They both have like their own versions of smart delivery. So it seems like it's not across the board. It's only specific titles and some titles do it differently. And some titles have a limited time to do it. And some titles charge you a little extra to do it. Well, I think Microsoft has said, we're going to make the technology available to our partners and publishers, but we're not going to make them do it. 
yeah, I just feel like that's going to be lost on your average person now. Whereas like two weeks ago, I would have said that's super easy to understand. Everyone's going to get it. Everyone's going to love it. And now it just sounds like a mess. Right. But do you don't know anything about what Sony's going to do? No. So I just assume they do nothing, but I can understand <laughs> that. I know what I'm getting when I buy it. So you, you, if you buy Madden this year or something, right? On the Xbox, maybe you have to pay a few bucks or something, whatever EA's scheme is. If you buy the PlayStation 4 box, you get to upgrade it as long as you do it before the next Madden game comes out. Okay, but whatever. Like, uh, but if I buy the PS4 Madden, I don't even know if it's going to work in the PS5 right now. Well, I don't care because I I know I just I can play it on my PS4. I don't expect it to work on my PS5 because they haven't said it will. But you understand how that does not sound great to a consumer. It's. I understand what I'm getting at least, whereas the other one sounds messy. Yeah, but no messier than like last time. Remember some of those titles around the the transition were the same way? At least on Xbox, I remember there was games like some of the Battlefield games where if you bought it, you know, the uh, the old version, you would automatically get the newer version as well digitally. I actually didn't know that back then. Yep. It was, uh, there were several games like... Uh, one of the Battlefield games was that way. If you bought it within the certain time frame, you would just get the the digital version of the on the new console. And I think they advertise that a lot. I don't remember hearing about that at all. I think it was some EA stuff for a while. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yep. Interesting. So it's not new. Um, again, I know. I think Microsoft can't make the publishers do something. So. I don't understand what the alternative would be there. Man, they put out a message very, very recently, like within the last two days, like specifically saying like you can't charge a customer a second time. They they are putting that in, but it sounds like there's loopholes and different options to get around that, which is like one of the things 2k is doing right now. They're putting out like a special edition that costs a hundred dollars if you want your game to work on both consoles. Whereas if you get the standard version, you don't have any kind of smart delivery upgrade to the next next uh, system. I'm going to hope that the market will punish those people enough to where people will figure that out. Because I think if I'm the customer, I'm going to look at it and go, this sucks. I, don't- I hope that too. I don't have enough faith in customers to have that pan out. Oh, that's true. I mean, you know, some things are going to sell. Like, you know, if yeah. whatever the next nba 2k game is that's specifically what i was talking right. about yeah it's just gonna sell and they know it's gonna sell so they can just they can just fly the bird at their customers and go whatever where are you gonna go <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah and and then you have other companies though that look at that and go they did it we can do it you know they took the bad press uh, the brunt of it now it's just normal some but i think you know we all both know that this is a transition period of like a year and then it doesn't matter anymore that's true. The further we get in, the less important that's that's going to be. Yeah, then you'll just have, instead of an Xbox One version, you'll have just the lower spec machine and the higher spec machine. Yeah. But it'll still be the same platform. So when do you think these are actually coming out? Like we haven't, we've talked about like what we think the price might be, but do you think it's going to hit in like December? They're going to wait to the last minute? Uh, do you think we're going to get November, like the last cycle? Late November That's what I think. Because I'm trying to remember, PS3 came out early November. PS4, I think, came out mid-November. So they'd just push it back another week or two if it's late November. It wouldn't be too out of 
out of what they've done in the past? I think the only reason that's probably the most likely scenario is simply because of COVID and production. Um, I think they're going to try to squeeze out as many units ready for sale on day one as they can, and the best way they can do that is to push it to as late a date as they can. Do you think there is any way either of these can't launch this year and goes next year? Microsoft, um, I think they'll sell them this year. I think there could be a chance that I, I, I was thinking more like with you guys down there surging in COVID cases again, like do they just have to, like there's no stores open to sell these things. You can only get them through Amazon. Oh, right no, there. no, no. The stores are open, my friend. People are just stupid <laughs> and don't care that, and, and are dying. <laughs> I, know, I know that right now. You don't think that mentality will change? In We're three, Americans, man. We are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, haven't you figured that out yet? Nothing stops us. Trying to be optimistic here. <laughs> no, we will we will march headlong right off the cliff. <laughs> so I have if one if 2020 has taught me anything it's to have as little faith as humanly possible in other Americans. So <laughs> oh, That's sad. I uh I know. I that's not going to matter. It's uh it's units in stores. Um gotcha. and that's I think they'll sell. The only thing I think possibly is since Sony has this weird proprietary SSD, they're going to have potentially more pipeline problems. Um, so if anybody was going to get pushed to next year, it'd be them. But I think didn't, I think uh, they will just have less. Xbox also have some kind of proprietary issue with Seagate, or not issue, but uh, production deal. I think I thought they both had proprietary SSDs. I think Seagate is producing their SSD. For their but machines, I they, but I don't think it's yes. any special proprietary SSD. I thought I heard it was, but that was months ago. The external, the add-on ones are. Maybe that's what I'm getting mixed up with then. Right. The If you want the extra one to plug in, then yes. Those are only going to be the special Seagate ones, like memory cards, basically. Right. And so, yes, I think that could pitch. And you may, I don't know, you may see very limited to none of those this year. Um, be like an AES memory card. Never seen <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, now I have to look for a stupid AES memory card. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then you can go to the arcade and plug it into the MVS and continue your game <laughs> with all your high scores. Well, I know. I was playing World Heroes 2, and I thought, oh, I turned this off. I'm going to lose my high scores. <laughs> um, but, but uh, I mean, I think the issue gets to be is they don't need that. So if they don't have those add-ons this this holiday, who cares? I mean, yeah. I don't think it matters. Sony, uh, I think it could just an extra constraint point. I don't think at this point in time, with everything they've talked about, they would not deliver this year. I think they would just deliver in very short, very small numbers if they had a problem. Yeah. I don't think there would be like shipping constraints or anything worldwide if, if cases spike in other countries too. I think that's the problem is also something that we're going to see reflected in price. And why we're yeah. likely to see a high price because they have to also assume that, uh-oh, if things go bad, what if I have to send a plane over there to go get our stuff because it's not going to make it on the ship? See, when we before we started talking tonight, I had really convinced myself 500. You're really talking me out of that number for the, the last hour. I would love it's it to be $500. I would love it to be five. You know, I think everybody would love it. Which is sad to say, because that sounds yeah, like a lot. That's even that's yeah. But I think hefty. I oh, mean, 
I'll be I'll just say I'll be surprised. Um, I'd so be happily surprised if if games are seventy bucks like uh, the basketball game we were just talking about. It's the first example. Mm-hmm. Do you think everything is going to follow that? And are you going to buy the same number of games? Is that does your your Demon Souls logic where you want to tell that company you know to keep doing things that you enjoy still apply when you've got to pay ten bucks extra for for every game that you want to do that with? Yes, and the reason why is in most of those cases, a lot of those games I buy, I don't buy the regular edition anyway. I'm already buying the special edition or whatever that costs more money. So, you know, that's probably going to be about the same for me. I don't gotcha. I don't buy a lot of launch games. I really don't. And usually yeah, they're ones that I, I care a lot about, and I'm fine with just... Like when Sekiro came out, I, there was no question. I was going to buy whatever the most expensive, stupid, nice version <laughs> was. I mean, I wasn't going to sit around and go, well, maybe. I just wasn't. What came with that special edition? I just bought the regular. Um, It's got the statue of of the what wolf. What is it? Like wolf like, just kneeling on his sword? I think I might have seen that. Um, I think it's like he's like a slashing kind of thing, but I'd have to go oh, look okay. at it again. You get some coins that came with it, uh, art book. Uh, nice case, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, cool. Same thing, like when Dark Souls 3 came out, I bought the expensive one with the statue, and when Demon Souls comes out, if there's a super nice version, I'll buy that one too. Um, again, I'm more willing to spend good money on something I really care about than buy lots of goofy titles <laughs> uh, that I don't care as much you know i'd say like ah oh, it'll come to game pass or i'll get it on a game fly thing or or i won't play it because i've got plenty of other crap to play i'm good with that i like goofy sometimes well how about you though i mean what about the 70 because if it's 70 for us what's that make it for you like 90 yeah, our, our games are already 70 up here they're 69.99 when they come out right so what's it gonna be for you is it gonna be like 80 90 i bet you like 85.99 like it'll be smack in the middle so how does that change your feeling about things? That's like that's brutal. It's already brutal. Um, I've, like I've listened to a lot of gaming podcasts, and they all seem like, yeah, this is inevitable. Blah blah blah. Microtransactions, season passes, DLC. The last ten years has been making up for that. I think the problem is none of that's going to go away because they got so used to it. Oh yeah, it's just the, an extra ten dollars plus all that garbage it still. Is. But you have to understand. If, I mean, you remember. I bought Fantasy Star 4 for $90, like what, in like 93, 94? Yeah. That was just cart games cost, like Final Fantasy VI Chrono Trigger. Those games were like $80, 90 20-something years, like almost 30 years ago. So does it I surprise a, you? No, it doesn't surprise me in the least. I just have a hard time swallowing, spending that money, and then being asked to spend more money after that again. that That's what really grinds me. I don't have a problem spending $90 on Fantasy Star 4. I have a problem spending $90 on Fantasy Star 4 and then $20 to get the season pass <laughs> and then another $10 to get all the skins I want. But when I bought Fantasy Star 4, that was going to be it. There was never going to be any more of it. If I loved Fantasy Star 4 to death and I wanted to play more of it after the fact, I couldn't. I could play the game again. But like with Neo, I know, man, I'm going to get a whole another year's worth of content out of this thing. And I bought the special edition, which included the season pass. So that was, I mean, I think I spent like maybe $80. So that, that's almost why I hold off now, because I like I want to reward the company. Like I really like Neo as well. 
Um, I'd rather wait two years, get Neo 2 Complete Edition for 50 bucks with all the extra content all on in one package. And I think that's very valid and will continue to be the case if you want to wait. Most games, I am totally fine with waiting. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. They've conditioned me to do that now, too. Like, yeah. There's very few that I, I need to get day one for full price, knowing there'll be a better version of it for cheaper one to two years down the road. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, like I said, I will most likely buy uh, the new Xbox this fall if I can, unless something crazy happens. Um, will I buy a launch game to go with it? Probably not. I may not yeah, at all. You don't, you don't need to with Games Pass. I totally get that. And the backwards compatibility. Yeah. With, yeah, if you get into PlayStation, you need a piece of software with it right off the bat. So you're adding that to your to your cost. Yeah, and I've, I don't know. I have not seen anything that makes, again, unless Demon Souls comes out, but there's nothing that may make I, it like, woohoo, I have to own this. I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure they said Demon Souls was next year. That doesn't surprise me a bit. Yeah. And I, I bet fine. you that. If, if everything stays on track, no delays, I bet you that's like their big spring game. Works fine for me. Gives me time to save up money again. Yeah. Totally fine with that. Um, but for you, like you're saying you want a PlayStation 5 like at launch. Why? What do you want to go with it? Spider-Man. Like that, that is a really big seller for me. Um, and like I said, the advantage of having maybe review codes available for the first uh, year, especially Um, just, you know, builds his library for me right off the bat. That's true. I get that. And in your case, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I know every PlayStation console I have owned, no exceptions. I've never regretted it. They, They come out with plenty of software down the road that I am thrilled to have. I have no doubt that's going to be the, Case once again, whereas Xbox has had a more spotty past with me uh, with software. And see, in my case, I mean, it's probably like, I mean, I'll get both at some point in time. That's yeah, just what I, I do. I will get an Xbox as well. Um, so it's just a matter of when. And um, again, unless there's something really compelling on the Sony side, I'm cool with waiting. I'm fine. Yeah. And I think waiting is probably the smart thing to do right now. I think we're both kind of idiots for trying to jump in first year <laughs> again if microsoft wasn't doing everything they were doing for the old backwards stuff uh and game pass then oh i'd be a waiter on that one too yeah yeah that's the only thing that drags me in and if i hadn't already prepaid for another so i know i've got you know tons of free games to play on it for another year and a half so okay nice so I'm well. I'm curious about this, right? So Sony is doing the sad version. Um, <laughs> what impact do you think that's going to have? Um, I feel like that version is going to sell at least on par with the disc version, and maybe even outsell it eventually when they can produce more of both. And it it's going to be that like last nail in the in the physical coffin we've been waiting for that like you're saying the generation after this probably won't have uh disc drives i I think it'll having it at launch is going to propel that forward so does the idea of a sad even enter into your mind no like i'm I'm out at that point if that's the only option okay because i've talked about that before you know i think i'd put something out there and sean had asked 
so what do you do when there's no more physical stuff? And I said, well, and if I want to keep gaming, then I'll get a PC. Because at that point, why would I bother with a console? I mean, is that the way you feel? or? Uh, no, I don't, probably don't even do that. I, I just fill in those holes in the past that I've been wanting for years. Like, that's the focus. Rather than throwing 600 bucks at a new console, I can throw 600 bucks at a Neo Geo cart. Yeah, yeah I see that part yeah. too. I mean, as far as, like, buying like retail things yeah i I... like i i don't know it's okay if if both these consoles are launching this year both no disk drives i wait until either one of them is like 200 bucks so i'm probably five six years down the road buying the ones that are coming out this year and then maybe you know getting one or two of the games that i thought looked really cool on it that never came out on anything else and other than that, I'm spending my time and energy on, on older stuff. I think that's mostly me, too. Unless there's, like, again, uh, you know, a new game that I'm really hot to play. I think at that point, though, if I'm really hot to play, I don't see any value to owning a console anymore. I would just spend $600 on a PC or something. You know what I mean? Why would I even consider a console anymore once they're diskless? Yeah, I'd have to give that some more thought. I just, I'm so out of, I play, like I played PC growing up. You play um, PC now? I, I have recently. It's just nothing, I don't like playing oh, games yeah. on PC. They don't feel like part of the experience for me I don't like because I'm so out of it. Maybe if I spend more time on it, it'll, it'll just, I'll warm up to it. It'll feel comfortable again because I used to feel comfortable. Uh, I like a mouse and keyboard are, are my least favorite controller method. Um, all the stupid updates and stuff drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there's lots of little things that just bother me about it that don't make it as fun of an experience. But if that's the only option, I, I probably get used to it over time. Yeah, I agree. I think it sucks. and It's not the direction I want to go, but um, I'm not control of the market. And hey, maybe Nintendo sticks with physical and we can just stick with Nintendo. Yeah, I like we've all obviously we've only been talking about Sony and Microsoft, but um, yeah, big Nintendo fan as well, and happy to keep supporting them as long as they're making cool stuff. I like that. That would be like if if three new consoles were coming out this year, and one of them was Nintendo. They all had no disc drives, you know, and we had you know God of War launching with Sony and Halo with Xbox and Mario with Nintendo. Like I'd go Nintendo all the way there. Yeah, do you think Nintendo even cares about any of this? Probably very little. Yeah, I think they've just carved out yeah. so much of their own market that they're like, whatever. And they're they're killing it right now too. Though, so they probably got a little bit of an ego, like they they can get when they're being successful. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's hard to even buy a Switch. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of hardware is sold out right now. Even Xbox Ones and PS4s, like people are just in their house, so they want to do something cool. They're buying gaming machines, so yeah, because. Uh, Oh man, what's his name? Matt Piscatella uh, yeah. does the MPD um, data. Mm-hmm. He he was saying like on a typical year, you would probably see a price drop on hardware in the fall to move out that stock before the next gen stuff. He's like, it's not happening this year because they are out of stock. Like they can barely keep what they're putting out now at the the price they're putting it out at because everyone just wants to do things inside at the moment and sales are good. So don't discount when you don't need to yeah and again that's why i think we won't see that low cost 
Xbox machine. I just don't think it makes any sense whatsoever right now. Everyone, everyone else, like every podcast that I listen to, every article thinks that is getting revealed this month or next month. I, I, I hope you're right. I think that is, you've made your case that I agree with. I think it's probably smarter to wait at this point. We'll see. Uh, I, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't see any upsides. I just literally don't see any upsides. Yeah, if they're not planning to launch it this year, yeah, you probably shouldn't talk about it. Why would you do that? Because then you've just, now you've got a competitor to your own other box, the Xbox One X. And now you have this really, really low-end Xbox One S that you still haven't discontinued. Just having four machines on the market at the same time is a terrible idea. And imagine figuring that out. They already have Xbox One X, and now they have Xbox Series X that they have to deal with. Imagine muddying those waters even further. It's getting into the DS naming territory. Right. Super confusing. Yeah. You're going to come up with the new Xbox One X? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Triple XL. Uh, yeah. I, I just, at this point in time, um, I, you know, I'd, I'd see literally no upside. Because what price point could you sell it at? The price point for the Xbox One X? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> then it would Where make no sense. Why would those, that those, even exist? Those are 300 bucks down there. Uh, I think so. I mean, they're, I think the MSRP is like 400 but I think you see them on sale pretty regularly, about 300 Yeah, they, they couldn't undercut that with new hardware. No. That would be, that'd be weird. Yeah, and then so what? You have like a one that's the price point is slightly above that? I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Unless no it's sense. like a really radically different thing. Like it's like a... Uh, like one of those sticks you put in your TV to make it like a smart TV. <laughs> it's like you plug that in and you've got Games Pass on your TV like and a controller. Like if it's that cheap, you, that's interesting and, and a different market. Now but you're yeah. If it's if it's an actual box, that's that's really. Weird. I think everybody can look at Stadia and already figure out that's a bad idea. <laughs> well, if it's streaming and you don't have to like buy each separate game like Stadia, it's. I think it's more compelling. Uh, it's a hundred bucks. You get a controller. You get a thing you plug into your TV that gives you Games Pass and Xbox Live. Um, that sounds like a good deal for a lot of people. I think maybe. Uh, I think they're maybe have that idea somewhere in the back of their minds because they keep talking about this X Cloud initiative because they own Azure, mm-hmm. which is huge in cloud. Yeah. So I mean, they could probably a lot better than Google could, um, but. Do I think we're going to see that this year? I think they would be really dumb to take any attention away from their flagship product. I hope you're right. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, everybody's made terrible mistakes before. If nothing else, it'll make for a great thing to talk about in a podcast. (laughs) Let's see if anybody can shoot themselves in the foot. I I hope, I kind of hope they don't. I I want them both to to have good, solid launches and, and, because they're, they're such different. They're offering such different things. I'd like to see them succeed on their own merits, not their stupid marketing. <laughs> yeah, I you know I think both of these guys are going to sell all the boxes they can make this year. So we're not going to know if there's a clear winner this year. That's going to be probably next year too. I bet you. Yeah, yeah. But we're probably not going to know a gangbusters winner for another couple of years. I would imagine. I mean, I could be wrong, um, but. That's my sense right now is that I can't see them not selling out. 
I think we'll have a really good idea how the Xbox launch is going to go after this first party showcase. Mm. If people really hate whatever they're doing with the new Halo and they don't announce something else cool, like there's a lot of rumors that Fable might come back and uh, Perfect Dark might come back and stuff. Um, If it falls flat, you know, I think that's going to, they're still going to sell out their boxes this year, but it's going to hurt their, their hype machine. Yeah, maybe. But I think they know that. And I think they've known that for a long time, so I don't think they, that Halo is going to disappoint people. Now, I think, you know, we talk about focusing on games. Do I think they're going to focus on games? Yeah. I think they're, if I had to bet, they're going to focus more on games plus Game Pass. I think that's the thing they want to push. I mean, the games are great. They want to sell games. But what they want everybody to do is when you buy an Xbox, pay for Game Pass. They want that subscription money. That's, yeah. that's the hook. And so whatever they can do to get you on that, and I think that's what we're going to see. Hey, check out these Microsoft first-party titles. You know what? You could go out and buy them. That's great. Or you could get them on Game Pass day one with your new machine. For a dollar for the first month. Yeah. Right? Or we're going to put some six months in the box or three months or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you get to try all of this stuff. Um, that's, I think, the seller. Whether they do it or not, I have no idea. That's how I would sell it. I would my yeah, my whole thing sense. my whole thing would be Game Pass Game Pass Game Pass. You would get sick of me saying that word, <laughs> um, but I think that's the smart move. Yeah, that's the marketing strategy to get that word stuck in everybody's head. Yeah, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be an interesting fall. I mean, not that twenty twenty hasn't already been. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting is a great way to say it, I guess. At least we have games. To you guys got an to. election this fall too, like. That's going to be right around lunchtime. It's yeah, gonna... let's not talk about politics on this podcast or things are going to go way off the rails. But uh, <laughs> we do have an election this year. Um, I don't know. Canada, how often do you guys do elections? Uh, we're not due for three years from now, I think. We just had one uh, last year. Okay. All right. So you're also every four, just on a different schedule. We're okay. Unless like we have a minority government right now. So there, there's always a small chance that they... Uh, try and call another election to gain more power uh, if they feel like they're in a good spot. But it, it seems unlikely right now. I think the last thing anyone wants is an election with all this pandemic stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> we're right now, whether you like or hate the liberals here, like we're, you know, COVID's fairly contained. People have some money in their pocket to help them get through some rough times. Like we're we're doing okay at the moment. Yeah, I had to tell. So don't rock the boat. I had to tell my wife. I'm like, oh, hey, guess what? Canada is gonna pay their families more soon for having children. Yeah. America, not so much. But we probably should step away from this conversation for our listeners' sake. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else we haven't talked about with this? I mean, it seems like we've covered it pretty well. I got everything out that I, I wanted to cover. I think the only thing is next episode, we maybe give Bill a couple minutes to, to, to let us in on his thoughts. And then uh, wait a couple months until we have a lot more information. Yeah, and I'd be really curious about our listeners. I mean, let us know what you guys think. Um I don't know. I mean, like I said, I wish I was more excited about this. Um, I am always so excited for new hardware, and I don't know why. I, <laughs> like, I used like they to be. Ha- really haven't shown me those big things I need to have right away, but I'm still 
just hopeful they'll be there soon. Yeah, and I just look at it like, oh, okay, it's going to be the same stuff. It's going to look a little prettier. Okay. I mean, there's... Load a little faster. Nothing here is earth-shattering. Um, you know, I think some of the ray tracing stuff is going to be cool if we get what's promised, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I watched some demos of ray tracing just to, like, see what it was. Mm-hmm. Eh, it doesn't do much for me. Yeah, I think it looks cool, but I mean... Uh, okay show me what you can do with it i don't you know (laughs) or like the the playstation's 3d audio i don't know i mean again i don't think it really matters to me um i'll be curious what people think of it when they get it and if it makes any difference to them sure interesting ideas i just wonder like again i know like sony and and microsoft you know sometimes they throw just things at the wall to see what sticks um, sometimes it's a hit and sometimes it just fades into nothing like the touchpad on the controller. It's just going to say maybe, and sometimes it's a touchpad that gets stuck <laughs> to the next generation just because. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, is, you know, I think we might look back in a year or two and go, remember when they did that stupid hour long thing talking about the shape of people's ears? But I uh, think we will have forgotten about that because it was so boring. <laughs> That's probably true. I already forgot about it. Like, when we were having this conversation and I talked about the Sony conference, I was talking about the one that happened a month ago with the system reveal. Yeah. No concept of that Sony one anymore until you brought it up. The pain was so great in my mind. I couldn't let it go. Uh, yeah. I, that one really should not have been televised to the public. It was meant for developers and it should have stayed that way. But uh, Didn't do him any yeah. favors. No. Cool. Cool. Yeah, well, thank you for talking about this with me. Yeah, always a pleasure. Uh, you twist my arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. I'm excited for the next couple months to get an actual clear picture of what both these guys are doing, when it's going to happen, how much it's going to cost me. Until then, I'll see you guys next time.